restaurant. <laughs> we interrupt this program. <laughs> we interrupt this program to bring you a program. <laughs> Previous, what was the? the Previous Leon. Previ- yeah, Previous. he's the he's the mascot of all reruns. Right? Previous yeah, Leon. Leon. Yeah, it's Leon, but his first name is Previous. Right, Previous Leon. Previous, he's just a little Leon. character that runs around and. He gives you the recap of yep. all, all the shows before quite the, famous. The, the next. Yeah, it's a household. Yeah. He's a household dude. How do you not know previous Leon? <laughs> uh, it is Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160 because we're a live call-in radio program where you can call in, talk about whatever is on your mind. In the studio tonight, it is myself. <laughs> The authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will, LLC. Oh, okay. Joining me, Steve Classic. And Nikki. It's the first time you've heard the LLC. Yeah, I didn't know you uh, were incorporated uh, or whatever well, that stands limited for. Li- limited, limited liability, yeah. Oh, okay. That just means I'm not liable for anything. <laughs> okay. So you're limited. Like, I say a bunch of stuff on the radio, but like, don't yeah. listen to me. Like, yeah. Or if you do, like, you take full responsibility. I will take none of the responsibility for you listening to me spouting on the radio so that is all okay (laughs) captain's log star dates one two one seven two zero two three ladies and gentlemen you may now move about the cabin this is your captain speaking (laughs) nikki Uh, welcome back thank you uh mark did an adequate job i guess of replacing you but you know he's a dude yeah so we didn't quite get the I actually you know. kind of forgot that I wasn't here How last you, week, and I'm like, forget? I feel like I'm kind of, it It feels like it's been longer. I'm like, right, yes. Yeah. He wasn't like, very animated. Well. <laughs> we, That's something you would say. We didn't have, so normally, for those who want to watch, you can go to like watch.freetalklive.com uh, or find our Odyssey channel or our Twitch channel and watch. I don't know why you'd want to watch. We're a radio program, but whatever. We, we do have some cameras up here. They rotate around, and you can watch us while we do the show. Um, we have a thing set up for, like, if somebody, particularly Mark specifically, yeah. uh, is remote hosting, that it'll show, like, a little picture-in-picture picture on the screen of him. And um, I screwed that up somehow. Uh, it was way easier than I thought it was going to be, but then, like, I ran out of time before the show started. So we put a, we resurrected facsimile Mark. The, the photo that hangs oh, on, yeah. the, on the wall back here and taped him to a chair. Uh, and not Mark, the photo. <laughs> I thought that's what you were talking about at first, right? So the, the video call-in type of, type yeah, of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we bring him in over on an online app okay. or whatever, and then we make it so that he can appear, like sort of picture-in-picture, yeah. picture if you're watching on our video streams over But at I mean, the, the photo is just as good. He looks nice in that picture. It's a good picture. He, he's a little less gray in that photo hmm. than he is, well, now. Photos you know, a bit dated. <laughs> he's he's captured in time. Yes, yes. But I think even he would prefer that photo because that's how Mark rolls. Mm. Mark, if you're listening, oh, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> the commentators have left the building. Uh, we're supposed to talk about stuff because we're a talk radio program, right? That's right. what we do. Call in and change the subject, please. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero to kick things off tonight. Convicted Kohl's thieves, for those of you who don't know what Kohl's is, it's a department store. Kohl's Cash. K-O-H-L apostrophe, yes. I believe uh, that originated in Wisconsin. Uh, the, really? The Kohl's were a very uh, a wealthy, shop, wealthy family. 
uh, or at least became wealthy uh, because of their chain of department stores. At any rate, convicted Parker, Parker being uh, in the, I believe, Colorado, Denver area. Denver Metro. Convicted Parker, Coles thieves argued for lesser charge because the items were on sale. That's pretty funny. That's that's kind of clever. I'm not really into thievery, but that's pretty clever. I'm not either, but like, <laughs> I, I haven't read this. All I know is that... Um, they were convicted for, uh, I think, more than $2,000 worth of merchandise. I think they should get, get at least 30% off their sentence. It's the holidays, right. right? Everything's on sale. I mean, did they include the tax on that, too? Like, it was tax. Black Friday, though. Yeah. <laughs> did they enter the coupon code, right? You know, did did they get a gift card or something? Like, how? you know, right. how is this calculated, right? Is it the retail value? Is it the wholesale value? It should be the wholesale value. Is it the sale on sale value? Yeah. Like, we don't know these things. Enter the code JAIL30 for 30% <laughs> off your sentence. Shoplifting 25. Limited offers only. That's, <laughs> it's going to happen in California. That's yeah. what it's going to do. That's what it's going to, yeah. Uh, this from Denver7.com. Two men convicted of felony theft for stealing more than $2,000 worth of merchandise from a Parker Cole store. Argued in court for a lesser charge because the items were on sale and they had coupons. Yeah, they got oh, their Kohl's cash. They got the Kohl's cash. Yeah. That's awesome. Like I said, I, I didn't... I try and read some of this stuff before, or at least skim through it, but yeah. like, I was short on time today. Uh, so they had coupons, or coupons, depending on who who you are and how you pronounce things. Coupon. Uh, according to the 18th Judicial District, Michael Green, age 50, and Byron Bolden, age 37, were formally sentenced this month after being convicted of retail theft at the Kohl's store this year, according to a Tuesday news release from the Judicial District. The two men dubbed Kitchen Aid Mixer Crew. <laughs> oh, man. Because of the high-end KitchenAid appliances, in addition to brand-name shoes and clothing that were stolen in the case. Yeah, I mean, they were going for expensive items then. Yeah. KitchenAids are no joke. That's like $500. The KitchenAid crew. Yeah, they only stole like three KitchenAids. <laughs> like like $2,000. Yeah. <laughs> um, I never did this, but uh, I was told a tale of this. Uh, and for those of you who work in, uh, what do they call the the people who, uh, uh, loss prevention, the people who like Shrinkage. monitor the stores for like yeah. shoplifting yeah. and that yeah. kind of stuff. Shrinkage, and, it's called. Uh, well, I thought that was related to inflation, like. No, no, that's that's what that's um, corporate speak for for, for shoplifting for theft, but, right? Is shrinkage. How much shrinkage? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. it's like negative growth. <laughs> it's kind of sad that it's such an issue that they needed to make like a special word for it. Yeah, yeah. like they couldn't just okay theft. That's like what it is, right. but they but have you to can't like, say theft. Yeah, so. like mm. and maybe shrinkage. they changed it, but like the like if you wanted to get a job uh, helping a retailer like Kohl's, for example you know, reduce the amount of theft, uh, you would get a job in loss prevention. Yeah. Right. You, you would hire a loss prevention officer, I believe they call it, even though it's not, has nothing to do with Unarmed, probably. Yeah. Or, yeah it's or like a mall cop. Yeah. Uh, kind of. It's more like monitor the inventory, see what gets stolen, rearrange stuff so that stuff that's easily stolen isn't like right near the door, for example. Yeah. So like people can just grab one on their way out or whatever, that kind of thing. Uh, I've heard of people doing this. I've never done this, mind you, uh, and I only know this from hearsay. 
You go into a retail store, Kohl's, Walmart, you know, Best Buy, something like that, and uh, you find yourself a real nice big screen TV or something, right? Mm. Something, you know, high dollar, right? You know, not the highest, right? You don't want to draw too much attention, but, you know, something, you know, more than you could afford anyway. And then you buy it on like a credit card or something, yeah. right? And then uh, you check out and uh, then you leave with your item and you put it in your car or whatever. And then you bring that receipt back later that same day, right? Preferably within, you know, a half an hour or something like that. Mm. Because those I just bought have this thing. The, right. no, what, what you do is you walk back into the store and you tape that receipt to a box containing the exact same item you just bought. And then you walk out with the new item as well. So you basically get two for one. Right. Because what, what, what do they check on your way out the door? They check your receipt. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're carrying out a TV and you show them your receipt on the way out the door, you or somebody else, right? You know, your partner in crime yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. it is comes back with the receipt in their pocket. They go pick up that same TV in the box and tape the receipt to it and walk out yeah. the door. Oh. I've heard of people doing something similar where they'll right by the TV yep. and then try to return it. So they'll grab another TV and then go to the uh, the counter, the customer service, and say, "I would like to return this thing." Yep. Oh. So and then they so and then they get the money from it, but then they also have the TV. That's the final part of this particular one is that you go in and you buy the thing. We'll say legit, right? Or at yeah. least so it appears. Yeah. So pay with cash, pay with a credit card. You know, probably with cash. So like you know, your name isn't associated <laughs> right. with the transaction. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Right, if if any of that comes back in you, but whatever. And then you get the receipt, and then you go out to your car, and then your partner in crime comes back in with the receipt, and then grabs another box of the exact same item, the TV, if, if you will, mm. and takes the receipt to it and walks out with that. And then once you successfully have the second TV in your you know car or whatever it is in, in the parking lot, then you bring the other TV back with the original receipt and be like, oh, yeah, mm. no, sorry, this was a gift, but they already got one. Right, and then they give you your money back. Uh, this, this, the the way I was told that it happened was that uh, everything happened in that order. Somebody went in, bought the TV, you know, got the receipt. The partner in crime went back in with the receipt, stuck it to another TV, walked out the door without paying for it. Mm-hmm. Right, and then the original person who bought it in the first place drove to the next town with another of the Whoa. same store and returned the original purchase there to get yeah. their money back. So wow. they got their money back and they got they a free TV. They doubled their money. And well, they no. got a free yeah. TV. Yeah. Just, right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. I was just thinking that you'd have to do it at a store that's busy, like in a big city or sure. something. Yeah. Because in a self-checkout. You yeah. Do if it I on, did this in Keene, they'd be like, dude, Black, I just saw you. Black like they were Friday. Right, you know what yeah. I mean? Do it on Black Friday yeah. right, right. or something like that. But with, with um, the self-checkouts, that makes things a lot easier. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm a it's, fan yeah. of the self-checkout. I know a lot I of am, yeah. ma- many libertarian types, uh, voluntarists, anarchists, whatever, uh, are like, no, 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 you're putting people out of work. And it's like, look, I can already no. bag and check out faster right. than any cashier. If right? I could I'm, save 25% more, I'd go and load the truck. Right. Too. I mean. Yeah. Right. So food off the truck. I, I, I don't want to spend my time in line waiting behind everybody, yeah. right? whomever mm-hmm. those people might be. I would much rather uh, have control over my own checkout experience, mm-hmm. uh, scan my own items, you know, pay in you know, my desired method, right. uh, and then GTFO. 
uh, on, you know, and if I screw something up, it's on me. But I can already bag. I can't even tell you how many times somebody else has bagged my groceries and, you know, something spilled. I'm very particular about how my groceries are bagged, and I will put it up. I usually go to Aldi so I don't have this issue because they just fling it in the car anyways. <laughs> They're fast. Yeah, well, yeah. The Aldi's I, here in town has yeah. self-checkout yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. They um, left one aisle. Yeah. One aisle. I and that's like the one that all aisle. the old people go through. Hey, hey, like, I go to that I don't, like, I don't, I don't um, I've got to write I a don't check. work here. You don't pay me, Aldi, because right. that's kind of the... Yeah, but I go to that aisle. <laughs> what are you, what are well, you saying? I mean, <laughs> I am And old. I think a couple Wednesdays ago, we had this conversation with Lori on the show, and she had the same opinion, where she was really? like, she, she does not like self-checkout because she's basically saying, like, I'm not employed by the store. Yeah. And she doesn't think that because my argument was well, I'd prefer to do it just because I'm particular about how things are done. And also, if it could save me money, like if they're not having to pay somebody. Yeah. But her argument was because of theft, because obviously it's a lot easier to steal stuff very casually. Right. And because they still need employees there to monitor it. Well, she doesn't think that it would make things. She thinks it might make things more expensive eventually. And not less expensive. Well, I, I disagree. I, I'm with I'm with you, and also I because Aldi's is already one of these stores that is like we're going to buy up the tail end of the production yeah. and you know add a discount and pass the savings on to you. They're already a discount. Yeah, they store, do all of the things. Quote unquote. Yeah. They do the quarter for the the shopping. They don't cart. give you bags. Right, yeah. you have to buy bags or bring your that kind of thing. So they're already. Like a store that is trying to give you the best price possible on all of their goods. And I appreciate a store that that is their reputation, that is their entire brand. Yeah. Uh, instead of increasing prices, right, putting up some self-checkout so that dudes like me who prefer to check out uh, by himself because he can do it quicker and yeah. better and it's more to my liking uh, have the option, right? Yeah. I'm not saying... You know, all stores should go to self-checkout only. I'm not saying that, right? They typically what I'm both, saying right? is yeah. I prefer the self-checkout, yeah. particularly because I'm a single dude. I rarely buy a cart full of anything. You know what I mean? It's right. always just a yeah. couple of things. I opt for the basket usually and not the cart, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that kind of a thing. But the thing, uh, Aldi doesn't take credit cards. They well, only, so, and the self-check- well, they do now. Well, the, they don't take credit cards. I think the they do. The self-checkout is a... debit only. Oh, oh the self-checkout. Okay, so right. that's, I usually use debit, I guess. I don't know that that's a fact. But because... the cashiers do credit, right? No. I don't I've... know. No, because no, that's how they're saving money. I don't know that's, that's a how fact because uh, at the self-checkout at Aldi's, it says cards only. I believe it's only debit. It doesn't say debit cards only. It says I... cards only. When I first started going to Aldi, was cre- you couldn't use a credit card. Right, it was well, cash or I debit. If I have to go this week, I'll test it. I'm paying cash. And you can't use cash yeah. at the self-checkout. So if I want to put down some ferns, right. yeah. I can't use those. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to have a digital payment. Yeah. I least. need a real yeah. person to give my yeah. fake money to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah your Monopoly money. Yeah. Here you go. All right, so uh, the two men dubbed the KitchenAid Mixer crew. <laughs> uh <laughs> Apparently, there was some sort of a trial, and at trial, defense attorneys suggested to a jury that their clients should only face a lesser misdemeanor charge because some of the items they stole were being offered on sale. I wonder if they, is- <laughs> do they steal a Monopoly game and take the get-out-of-jail-free card, right. too? Like, hey, look, we got a get-out-of-jail-free card. I want to keep uh, one of those in my car so the right? next time I get pulled over. That's and actually... Be like, hey, can we see your license and register? I go, sure. 
and I reach in for my registration and hand him my license, and like at the very least, attached, yeah. right? yes. like, I mean, at the very least, I think even if it didn't work, I it would think lighten the everybody, situation. Yeah, yeah, like everybody would have a good laugh, and I, I'm sure there are some cops out there who would who'd be like. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, like they think it was right. funny enough where they're like, all right, get out of here. Yeah. You know it might mean? work. I'm going to try that. I'm going to have to do that, too. Yeah. Uh, in Colorado, uh, where this story takes place, uh, theft under $2,000 is a misdemeanor offense, but the documented value of the item stolen was $2,094.98, making it a felony. Uh, oh, so that's the thing. So if they include the sale price, then it would be not it, felony. Right. I'm assuming it brings it down below I mean, the 2000 yeah, mark. I would give them that. I mean, they had the coupons. They had the coupons. Yeah. Right, and I mean, did they charge? Did they put sales tax on that two thousand bucks? <laughs> I mean, I would go. I would go with the sale price to make it not a felony. I mean, yeah, I wonder if they. I, include, I don't think that's a ridiculous argument. Honestly. I do wonder if they include theft in their total, right, in their assessment, right? Yeah, the, yeah. You know, and by theft I mean tax. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they include, they were, you stole these items, and we're charging you theft on right. top of the. Yes. We're, we're thieving from the thieves. It's double thieving. Yeah. Uh, the two men were asking the jury to take into account Cole's coupons and discounts. <laughs> just, that is ridiculous. Which would bring the theft case down to a misdemeanor. However, prosecutors argued that sales and discounts are for paying customers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's also a pretty legit <laughs> yeah. comeback to yeah. that. But they had coupons. Yeah. They're like, but what about my Kohl's cash? So I have $100 in Kohl's cash. Does that mean that I can, I can get add that $94? The... I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, can we, oh, man. Like bring that into court. So this is, uh, you know. <laughs> We're going to return some items. Yeah. What's going on here? Oh, sorry, just uh, as we do the show, I'm also monitoring, you know, stuff. Social media. Uh, uh, no, like, you know, show operations. Yeah. You know. He's the captain. Yeah, it's really funny. Is um, <laughs> like I was watching uh, what is it? Uh, sports, sports ball. Okay, watching some hand egg. Yeah. Right? Oh, and uh, it's the beginning of the thing before kickoff or whatever, and the announcers go, "Captain's on the field," and, and you're like, like "What do you mean? Like, I'm right here." Like I'm, I'm in my kitchen. What are you talking about? <laughs> or um. I'll be watching, you know, some sci-fi show, right? Star Trek or something, whatever, right? And I'll be like... Uh, screaming captain. Uh, we don't know. We have to ask the captain, right? And I'm like, I'm right here. Right? What do you want to ask me? It's it's interesting. Having the name <laughs> captain has made my life interesting. Uh, so anyway, they were asking to take into account the coupons uh, so that they could get it reduced to a misdemeanor. Uh, just because an item is on sale doesn't mean it's free to steal. And these defendants now get to think about this lesson in jail and prison, District Attorney John Kellner said. Jail and prison. Whoa. Yeah. Jail isn't. They don't, they don't have a get out of prison free card. Prisail. Quote, retailers in our community are fed up with theft, and my office will actively prosecute these offenders. Good. When are you going to start prosecuting yourself? <laughs> and the IRS, for that matter, if you're fed up with theft. Go after them. Green was sentenced to 15 months in prison. Bolden was sentenced to 90 days in jail with credit. <laughs> oh, he's got credit. For time served as a condition of 18 months of probation. Wow. So there you have it. So, you know, if you're going to steal stuff, make sure you steal it in, like after Christmas. It's on sale. Like it's 
get the closeout items or whatever. Yeah, but even so, like, they're going to argue that, you know, you, you walk into any store and they have, like, the regular price and then the tag that says sale, right? You know? Yeah. They're going to get you for the regular tag price, not the sale price. That's interesting. Is that- is basically what this case is saying, right? Yeah. You know, you- so is th- does this set precedent for other... I'm certain right. it does. But in, in California, yeah, it's the nine fifty is the uh, the threshold. $950? And I think it's a misdemeanor. Okay. Yeah, and then it's a felony if you're... Right. If you exceed that. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. I mean, it, it's easier... How about easier? just don't steal? I was about yeah. to say, how about you just, yeah. just don't? Don't yeah, steal. Yeah, don't steal, people. It's yeah. like libertarianism <clears throat> is pretty simple. Uh, <laughs> don't take other people's stuff. <laughs> don't hit alone. people. <laughs> You know, um, uh, don't force your opinions on others. Your yeah. freedom ends at my nose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. my freedom depends on literally everybody else being free, right? Which is why I do this show, mm-hmm. right? Because freedom is important to me. It's important for me to be as free as I possibly can. Uh, the state gets in the way of that, of course. But uh, the way for me to become as free as I possibly can is for everybody to act as if they were a free man. Mm-hmm. As well. And so I do this show for that reason, because the only way for me to get more free than I am currently is for more people to become free as well. Spreading the message of freedom. Yeah, That's so. true. So I just learned about this concept. Or I, I mean, it's not, it wasn't a new concept for me, but it was a new way to phrase it. So it was from this book called Unschooled. Mm-hmm. And the concept that they were uh, talking about. John Taylor Gale? No, oh. this isn't, Um, this is... um. Carrie McDonald, okay, um, raising curious, well-educated children outside the conventional classroom. So the the concept was freedom, not license, and essentially what that meant was, and it's in regards to homeschooling, right? But you can yep. put it in regards to like you know not not just children, like adult humans as well, just in general, but. That people have their freedom to choose what they want to do, how they want to spend their time, but not so much that it impedes on the freedom of others. Very well said. Mm-hmm. 603-283-6160. Do you have a philosophy of freedom? Do you treat others that as if they were free? Give us a call. Let us know. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. That might be the weirdest one you've ever done, man. Uh, I can't hit that low note. Uh, It's like chant, Gregorian chant. Uh, And we're back. Tuvian throat singing. (laughs) 
I don't even know what uh, a Tuvian is. What's a Tuvian? I don't know. Me neither. It's like a basket hammock. You guys ever see that movie, uh, Chasing Amy? It's a Kevin Smith flick. No. It sounds familiar, there's but this, I can't remember what it's about. There's this bit where like uh, uh, the dude's going off about uh, his his uh, comic book with uh, you know the main character is a black dude or whatever. Right, and so he's going off about that, and he's like, and my Nubian brothers, and the guy stands up, he's like, oh, what's a Nubian? <laughs> like, just in the middle of his rant, while he's trying to sell his comic book. <laughs> the movie's hilarious. There's a, there's a bit in there, too, where, like, the dude is interested in the girl, and they go to see her perform, because she sings in a band or something. Um, but unbeknownst to the dude, she's into chicks, Right. And uh, he's like, I'm going to go let her know how I feel. Like, wait, wait, there's something you should know. What, does she have a boyfriend? No. Then what's to know? And he turns around and keeps walking. Mm-hmm. Oops. Worse. Uh, it is Free Talk Live. What do we do here, Steve? Uh, it's a nationally syndicated uh, call-in radio show where you can control the uh, the topics. Oh. So call in. Nikki, what's the phone number? 603-283-6160. Who's that guy? That's Steve. Who are you? I'm Nikki. Who am I? You're a captain. Very good. <laughs> You've passed. You've Here's passed a cookie. the test. Thank you. Here's a cookie. I don't oh. have a cookie to give you. A- oh, we've got cookies. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I already gave you your holiday gift, so be happy with that. I love that. <laughs> 52 card pickup. Oh, yeah. We've been talking about this story. I guess we're done with this story now, but uh, some some dudes in Denver were convicted of stealing from Cole's department store uh, the amount that they were convicted of stealing was $2,094.98. Anything over $2,000 in Colorado is a felony, apparently. I wonder if they thought about, like, we're going to go in there, we're going to take three of those, what are the KitchenAid, KitchenAid crew, what are they called? (laughs) The mixers or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the KitchenAid. You think, like, if you're going to steal something, do the math. And well, and maybe they did as they were, but like if there's two of them, right? They're doing loose math and they're doing it yeah. in their heads. They're not walking around trying to steal stuff with a calculator on their phone. Yeah. Now, right, 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 you know, right. Like, oh, well, oh, no, no, we got to put this mixer yeah. back because we're above well, two grand. I've also no. heard of stores like collecting portfolios on people, like files on people, mm-hmm. so they'll know who's stealing. And then they'll keep track of it, and they'll wait until they get to like sure. the oh, felony amount yeah. where they can wow. really get them. There's actually laws that do that too. So like, if you get busted for like X amount of DUIs or something like that, it goes from misdemeanor to felony yeah. and that kind of a stuff. Uh, so yeah, not unheard of for yeah. sure. But these guys are probably walking around with the calculator on their phone, going, "Well, it says two thousand. It says, says five hundred dollars. Like it's on sale, three ninety nine. Yeah. Okay." Type in three ninety nine. Okay, we're good. Yeah, somebody's probably just you know grabbed uh, one item too many, and then the other dude's like, "I got a coupon." All right, well, they probably <laughs> didn't think about. I, I'm assuming most people that are stealing aren't anticipating getting caught. They probably didn't think about it well, at all. They're probably Why? seeing the videos like people are just busted into Macy's uh, and taking whatever they want. They don't yeah. answer this in the article, but like they claim that they had coupons. Now, did they like? <laughs> Did they intend to buy this stuff? And then they're just like, screw it, man. Let's just push yeah. the cart out the door. Right. They might like, have been waiting have, in line. I'm, I'm yeah, assuming, why would you even have the coupons or care about them? Right. Did they have them on them at the time the shoplifting occurred is what I'm asking. Right. That's why I think or they were trying. they try- just have them? I think right? that's yeah. why yeah. They, were, house, they were or, trying to do the math to come in under $2,000. Yeah. They probably tried They probably tried to maximize the amount of stuff that they could steal right. with things that were on sale, coupons, Kohl's cash. And it didn't work. Like, dude, we totally got out <laughs> under two grand. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm like, no, nope. you didn't. 
Sorry. Loss prevention. Here it comes. Yeah. All right. Uh, We do have a number two story, (laughs) as we are wont to do here on the Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Uh, And again, just before we go on to our number two story, uh, don't steal. Government hates competition. So (laughs) Sounds like a bumper sticker. Also, you know, jail sucks. Uh, I don't. I do know that from personal experience, actually. Uh, but that's a whole other story from an, for another time. Moving right along, something uh, well less essy than jail is uh, well more depending depending on what jail you're in, I guess. Mm-hmm. San Francisco <laughs> hellhole. I'll just stop there. Is it more essy <laughs> yeah. than, than jail? Yeah. I, you, know, you had me at San Francisco. Right. What's worse? Meanwhile, back in San Francisco. Uh, the San Francisco poop map has been updated. Oh, good. And things are assier than ever. This from uh, ZeroHedge.com by Tyler Durden. During Thursday night's debate... Wait, why are we... Yeah, okay. During Thursday night's debate between Gavin Newsom, D, and Ron DeSantis, R. Yeah, R. that's for that's for dumbass and retardo. <laughs> The Florida governor busted out the San Francisco poop map created by Open the Books. The map created in 2019 plotted nearly 120,000 cases of reports of human feces on the streets of San Francisco between 2011 and 2019 using the city's open records portal and 311 call information posted by city officials. Officials. What the heck's three one one? Uh, that's like two one one. But what's two one one? It's like kind of like nine one two. I I don't, I don't know. I, I know what nine one one is, and I know that like three. some cities have implemented something you know that's not quite nine one one, where they have a three digit dial for something. So I was just curious. Mm. Okay. I think five one one is if you're calling before you're digging. I can look it up. It's uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll ask the magic rectangle. Ask consult the uh, collective, will you? Uh, The problem is so bad, apparently, that San Francisco has been employing so-called poop patrollers. Poop patrollers? What does that mean? Uh, Well, I can tell you they make upwards of $185,000 per year. (gasps) Really? To clean up the mess. They're basically, uh, you know how people like walk dogs and have to pick up after them? Yeah. they're, They're picking up after humans. If they wanted to save money, they could have just hired a bunch of like orderlies from a nursing home, like CNAs. No, I, I they contend- do it for like you know like fifteen dollars an hour. I contend they actually just employ people who are already walking their dogs. Right? I consulted the magic rectangle. What did the magic rectangle? Well, three one one says it's a rock band. That's three eleven. <laughs> visit. Oh, all Amber right. is the color. So, so, I want to visit the right. world. The number three. So, if you call three one one, it says to provide general city information to citizens, local businesses, and visitors, as well as perform service requests. Service request intake on behalf of city departments. Wait, so three one one. I have an emergency. There is poop on the sidewalk. Yeah, that's probably that's that's. Can probably you send the, the poop patrol? <laughs> yeah. They make how much? Sir, do you have Are the you app? Do you, yeah, have, right. do you have the I'm app? Kidding. I have version one. You need version two. Version two. <laughs> 2.2. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're getting carried away again, Steve. Uh, okay. 
The Nikki, captain you, continues. Will you keep us in mind? Yeah, try to reel <laughs> crack, in. Crack the whip a little bit, you know? It's hard when we, like, the content that gets brought into this show. It's like, how it's do you... stellar, right? Yeah. How do you reel this in when we're, like, off the rails to begin with? You know what I mean? It's Sunday. It's like... We're all... Yes. If only there were a way to sort of corral all of this and make sure that it is uh, forced uh, with, like, a liquid through some sort of a smaller tube down into a processing facility. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, describing a toilet in your... Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I was going to say drinking your way out of it? No. I mean, I'm not above that. <laughs> Sometimes you have to drink your way out of a horrible situation. <laughs> I'm just saying, it happens. Uh, I can't believe these bastards make $185,000 a year. These poop patrollers. The 311 people? The, the poop patrollers. Wow. San Francisco has been employing so-called poop patrollers making upwards of $185,000 per annuum. Well, they're probably, they probably have a lot of overtime. To clean up the mess. And, of course, the guy in charge of it was arrested on felony fraud charges and sentenced to seven years in prison. <laughs> oh, surprise! Somebody who works yeah. uh, and collects money from uh, the government, which, of course, is uh, stolen. stolen money. Right. You know, be involved in something Corrupt. nefarious. Surprise, surprise. Color me surprised. Was that your? I mean, that was a very bad Gomer Pyle impersonation. If you were trying, me yeah. surprise. I don't know who that surprise. is. So. Yeah. Surprise, 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 surprise. Gomer Pyle. Uh, so anyway, the map has been updated, according to Adam Andrzejewski of Open the Books. Here it is in all its brown glory. Only now it's got an additional 125,506 cases in just three years. More than double the amount reported in the initial eight-year period. So so they've been putting together this map. They've been tracking people doing their duty. <laughs> doing their duty. Doing their duty in the their streets. Their civic duty. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yes. The duty to their city. Definitely. Uh, definitely. And uh, it took them eight years to uh, report. What was the original number? Uh, I thought it was 125. It doesn't say, but it says now uh, it's got an additional 125,506 cases in just three years, which is more than double the amount reported in the initial eight-year period. So uh, 50, 60, 70,000 apparently in the first eight years. You can even interact with the map, uh, and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> interact with well, You can use the plus and minus signs at the top left corner of the map. You can switch between map and satellite views. <laughs> oh, my geez. gosh. As well as pins and heat. Like, someone <laughs> like, made like this app. Steamy, uh, <laughs> like, like steaming yeah, loaf. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Old, yeah, old versus new. I don't know. They're like, here's the heat map. <laughs> Okay. I guess it must be like ways, like where you're walking by, you just yeah. I think it is. <laughs> report, I think it is. Report a steamy one. <laughs> steamy. Send the poop crew out. <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, we're yeah, off the rails. I, off so, the rails. Yeah. So that's that's it. That's our number two story. Apparently. Maybe next week we shouldn't have a number two story. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe we'll we have a number a, three story. Yeah. <laughs> <next> <laughs> we can take a week off, huh? It's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> Don't do a number two story. Well, Let's do I a mean, number one story next I week. I wonder if... Let's do something nice. I wonder if... Uh, so Christmas is on a weekend, right? Uh, and so Monday. Well, New Year's well, Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve and New Year's and Eve. New Year's Eve are on yeah. a Friday. So No, it's on Sunday. I'm sorry, you're right. It is Sunday. So, right. the day so we'll be, be here. Monday. Okay. At any rate... 
I'm curious because we did a story around Thanksgiving about uh, Brown Friday. Right. That yep. was our number yes. two yeah. story. Yes. So I'm wondering if there's also a similar uh, uptick in calls to I'm plumbers sure. and that kind of, like I'm after sure. Christmas and after New Year's. Oh, after New Year's, I mean, Year's, those I'm cookies, sure. the Chinese food? Oh, Ooh. my, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, New New Year's yeah. Day, I'm sure it would just be like what, clean up the bathroom. Why, why yeah. Chinese? Just because it makes everybody hungry a half hour later? I, I just don't think that that, like, you know. <laughs> that goes right through you. Yeah. <laughs> Update the poop map know. right in your own the house. MSG, man, it just <laughs> goes about, right through you. What about Mexican food? Yeah, I mean, it depends. And everything and I mean, is it authentic or is it Taco Bell, you know? Well, I mean, way. we did the Taco Bell a few weeks ago. Either way. Like, I mean. Mm. and The just, Taco Bell orgy just story, as, that was a good one. Just as a public service reminder, if you're on the road and you do need to do your duty, D-O-O-T-Y, stop at a Taco Bell because they owe you one. Yeah. That's right. Don't, not in a Pringles can. <laughs> Don't do that. That's the on the go, the on the go method. That is the new Molotov cocktail, isn't it? (laughs) Pour a bunch of booze in it, right? So, so, and and then you'll put a wick in there, and then light it and chuck it, right? Yeah, we should probably go to some calls. Yes, please change the subject. Let's go to Tim in Florida. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. I can't handle the pressure. Prairie dog in it. Reel us in, yeah. please. Don't hold it in. Go. Well, I've, I've got some notes here. Uh, oh, gosh. change the subject because I, I know you're talking about poo again. Yeah, please change. Well, uh, so, so let's see. Uh, I've got a note here. I think I was watching Last American Vagabond. on. The, I'm catching up with everything by November 15th. So mm-hmm. I'm about a month behind on everything. But uh, Is that the podcast, Last they, American Vagabond? Uh, yeah, he does. He actually does a video. Oh, okay. Um, the last man, AmericanVagabond.com, and he has people. They they write articles on there. He's not the only dude, but he's based out of uh, Tennessee, somewhere in Tennessee. What about it? Anyway, so uh, so he turned me on to this uh, this uh, article about or video about the Israeli Defense Minister Yoav Gallant, who said, "What we are doing in Gaza, we can do in Beirut." And I, my best friend in high school, uh, American Lebanese, and his grandmother, uh, I don't even know if she's still around, but, you know, she, she lives in Beirut. And, you know, it's so, so there comes a point because the world is so small that things begin to get a little personal. And, uh, and then uh, I've got another note here. <laughs> this is even crazier. Uh, the next day, Armenian Apostolic, Apostolic Church in Jerusalem, Israeli settlers with help of armed police are seizing property of the Armenian church as part of camp as part of the continuing campaign of dispossession and, and Judaization. Judi- I don't know how to pronounce that. That's right. So they're just, they're just taking money from the Armenian churches or just stealing artifacts from their churches. Yeah. I, I think real property. Uh, I think they're actually, actually like seizing everything. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, leave it to government to interfere with, well, everything. Uh, I can't name a thing in my life that government doesn't have their hands in in some way, shape, or form. I can only assume that it is the same everywhere else. Right. They're stealing it. They're not stealing it covertly. They're overtly stealing. Right. So it's they're still stealing. I, I got to get one more thing that's related to this off of my chest because you, you got the issue of 
uh, dual citizenship, and you have Israeli Americans who have United States citizenship, and they're in interlocking directorships and in the government, and you know various, you know various positions of power, and uh, it could just as easily happen here. Don't don't think it can't. And and at this point, I'm calling for a tax revolt. I, I'm like, there's got to be a way. There's got to be enough people that support a tax revolt at some point. Well, ha- half the mean? half the country doesn't pay taxes. So even yeah. if we had half the people to revolt, that would be all the people. Well, and I think a lot of like the left leaning people, like typically that. they're more in favor of taxes because they're like, no, you know, like the public service and mm. all, all that. But a lot of them are really, you know, they're there was some sort of strike. It was like a social media thing that people were doing for a ceasefire. And oh. um, I so I'm sure I, I'm sure there is a way to yeah. get a lot of people on board with a tax strike. But Tim, I'm with you on the interlocking directorates. That is super evil. That is a way of corporations almost, you know, it's almost like World Economic Forum stuff. But the inter- interlocking directorates, basically like someone on the board of Pfizer is is from NBC, and then someone on their board is from, you know, big, big uh, agriculture or whatever. They're, they're all in it together. Yeah, well... Uh... Uh, what what's his name? Uh, N- Nothing Yehu, uh, Benjamin <laughs> Nothing Yehu. Uh, That's good. He, he he really likes the Bible, but uh, I got something from the New Testament, from Second uh, Corinthians, chapter twelve, verse twenty. For I fear, lest when I come, I shall not find ye or you, such as I would, and that I shall be found unto you, such as ye would not, lest there be debates, envyings, wraths, strifes, backbitings, whisperings, swellings, tumults, and lest when I come again, my God will humble me among you, and that I shall bewail many which have sinned already and have not repented of the uncleanness and fornication and lasciviousness. We, we got, we got, we got, to, we got, we got coming there twice, and then we got fornication. So. <laughs> Sounds like a porno to me. Tim, thanks for the call. Well, I mean, was the New Testament cooked up by the uh, the Roman Empire to kind of quell people? It's like the, the, the original fluoride? I don't know. You know what? You know what we should do? <laughs> we should make the new New Testament. <laughs> the the even, band? The even newer Testament. No, we're just going to- box you know, set. Like, like, we don't like the Bible the way it is. We're going to rewrite it, and uh, we're going to add it to the existing Bible. It's just going to be called the New New, new Testament. New and improved. But not like the band. No, we'd have to name that like new, Testament new, Plus or something. New Testament I mean, 2.0. Make it hip. Or maybe we could clone everybody in the band Testament, and then we could call them Testament Squared. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Now I'm thinking. That's right. <laughs> that, that's it. I, that's my genius idea for, for All right, the year. everybody, let's All go. All right, he's thinking. For the year. I won't, right. I won't have another one until next year. It's, it's just Two how weeks. I roll. <laughs> it's about two weeks. He'll have something brilliant in two weeks. It's a testament to my creativity. Oh, did you oh, see that? Oh, wow. That was good. Yes. Uh, Can't wait till January 1st. Biblical jokes here on Free Talk Live. Uh, I follow uh, this person called Voluntarist. I believe they're at Onami Alex. Uh, Mr. Voluntarist says, I asked Mixtrow, which is uh, one of these... AI. Is that like of, Siri? Um, 
I Mi- looked mixed it up troll? too, and I forget what exactly it was because I wanted to be prepared for uh, tonight's I show. Heard of it? But I haven't heard of a lot of AI stuff. Uh, they just uh, the only thing I see AI is what what would Michael Jackson look like now, well, or Elvis? What would he look like? Uh, yeah. AI makes this you know so picture. It's sort of like a chat chat GPT, except you know different brand, different you know yeah. ma- maker, whatever. Hmm. He asked it to summarize uh, Lysander Spooner's book, The Constitution of No Authority. Now, this is a very popular book amongst uh, anarchists, libertarians, and the like. Uh, And it goes on to say, the document, No Treason, uh, The Constitution of No Authority by Lysander Spooner, is a political treatise arguing that the U.S. Constitution is not a valid contract and has no authority over individuals. Fact. Yeah. I mean, like Lysander So Spinner far, is, yeah. Like fact, right? Yeah. Like, he just points out a fact. <laughs> Took a whole book to do it, but, you know, that's how it goes. Uh, so, in summary, Spooner argues the following, and this is the, the summary now from- From the chat from GPT the, thing. Whatever it is, yeah. The yeah, yeah. Mixed troll. Number one. The Constitution is not a contract between the living, but rather an agreement made by a small portion of the population who were alive at the time of its creation. Um, well, that's true. I agree that it's not a contract between, well, anyone, really. Uh, it's more of a document. I don't know if it's an agreement made by us. Like, I'm sure the people who put it together... We're like, yes, we we agree on these things. And they had other things on there like, no, we don't agree. Okay, let's throw those out, right? And they ended up with... But it never went for a vote, did it? Uh, Of the the people? Not to my knowledge. It's just written. Uh, Made by a small portion of the population, meaning a handful of men who were alive at the time of its creation. So far, so good. Number two. No pun intended. (laughs) It does not bind... Again, no pun intended. It does not bind future generations as it was not agreed to by them, and they have no obligation to follow it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we like that Second Amendment and that First Amendment. It does not bind future generations. So uh, the people who put it together might think it's a good idea and they're welcome to follow it, but it certainly has no binding effect on on their children, on anybody else, any other generations of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, my my rights aren't granted by a piece of paper or right. something that someone did like 200 years ago. It just seems a bit ridiculous. Like my rights are granted to me by God. The, the uh, uh, so it again it says uh, it does not bind future generations because it was not agreed to by them. True, and thus they have no obligation to follow it. Agreed. Uh, number three, the Constitution has never been signed or agreed to by the majority of the population, making it an invalid contract. Right. So a contract, by definition, is an agreement between two people, and then you sign it. So that. You know. Well, I mean, how many people agree to the you know how many people agree to the fifty-five mile an hour speed limit, but drive fast and get a ticket? I didn't agree to that. Well, right. I mean, so, to, to me, the speed limit is just a suggestion. Yeah, sugge- <laughs> right. Yeah. Daytime speed limit suggested. We suggest. Yeah. Uh, I have a little bit more to say about uh, this number three item here on this 
AI summary of Lysander Spooner's No Treason, The Constitution of No Authority. You can give us a call, 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. It's the Sunday Night Edition. Hi, I'm Derek J. I don't want a politician to represent me. To me, government is the idea that one group of people can coerce everyone to comply with an edict or face increasing punishments up to and including death. Despite perhaps the most noble of intentions, the best government services are a far cry from what could be provided for by voluntary interactions. Besides, the people who call themselves the government wage wars and put peaceful people in jail for crimes involving no victims. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. You can order your copy of the Director's Cut DVD now at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. I don't know why I'm talking like this. It's uh, something that they used to do in radio all the time, and I don't really like it, so I'm going to stop now. I think that's a really good way to do it. Yes, thank you, Steve. I I think so. I agree with you. Nikki, do you agree? Let's go Radio Voice. Uh, Radio Voice is only tonight here at Free Talk Live. Uh, All right, let's stop that. Anyway. We could try that. But that's where we got that from, right? Uh, Yeah. What was that? Yeah, it was a Saturday Night Live bit. Yeah. yeah, love Saturday night. Well, I used to let me refer. I used to love Saturday Night Live. It got a little stale. It, it well, yeah, it comes and goes. It comes and goes. It's yeah. do. It's done more going. Yeah, it's in, <laughs> in the my going opinion. part. It's, it's it's busy going. Uh, before we go on though, this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash master nodes. The master nodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by the treasury. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get, easy to use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. And thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. That's Dash.org. I was thinking about this the other day, uh, the way that Dash is organized and that they have a 10% that goes into this treasury, and then people can right into the pool. put forward a proposal on what to do with that. Yeah. Right? Um, this Imagine is, if our tax dollars work this like is, that. This is the difference between government and governance. Yes. Right? Uh, so governance can be achieved voluntarily, mm-hmm. as is evidenced by this 10% sort of a thing here. Mm-hmm. 
And I was thinking to myself, uh, you know, this could be a way to fund charities. Right? This could yeah. be a way to fund, yeah. I don't know, roads, right? Yeah. All the things, wow. uh, all the things the uh, well, the non-statists or the statists, uh, you know, use against the non-statists. Yeah. I mean, it would be great if there was a checklist on your tax form. Like, all right, here yeah, are a hundred things. To? Yeah, what's what a percentage like? Well, and that's the thing. And then you think, because some people might argue, oh, well, then what if no one wants to support this thing? Well, then maybe we shouldn't be funding it. Right. If, if no one wants to support the Ukraine war yes. or whatever, well, zero then percent. maybe and the that money point, shouldn't go towards at that. At that point, it would no longer be a tax form. It would just be a GoFundMe. Yeah. Right. Yeah, let's so, do that. So then we can get rid of the government Opt-in. altogether. Great. <laughs> I'm exactly. glad we could uh, clear this up. Yeah. I like how everything just boom. Right. Yeah. Roads? Yeah, I like the roads. I'll give you a little bit of money for the roads. I think uh, roads could be easily provided privately, and you would end up doing something like subscribing to a road service provider, much like you subscribe to an internet service provider and or your cell phone plan, right? Right. Roads uh, is a utility? Yeah. Like, you know, you get your bill every month. Oh, yep, got to pay for my roads, right? You know, I and mean, that, that amount that you pay would be so minuscule compared absolutely. to what you pay in taxes for right, roads. Right. And well, they, would, the they would be built and maintained a lot cheaper, too. And and better. And yeah. better. You well, know, be because if you do a crap from time job, to time? then looks like you're fired when we're hiring this other guy next mm-hmm. time. But we don't have that option now. There'd be innovation from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. And competition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if you, nice. and if you're paving the road... As part of your contract, you could say, I'm going to put up my own signs for my paving company. Mm-hmm. This road paved by Steve Classic Paving Company. Yeah, I was, And people are like, wow, that road is awesome. I was reading about um, things where, like, um, uh, apparently this happens in other places in the world currently. Uh, private roads are built, and then they just uh, charge for advertising on billboards along the road. That's perfect. Like, okay, there mm-hmm. you go. Boom. I mean, there are so many better mm-hmm. ways that we can yeah. answer all of these questions: right. roads, libraries, hospitals. None of which schools. involve violence <laughs> yeah. and right. armed conflict with yeah. men with badges who think mm-hmm. they have extra rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. We've got, uh, I believe, this is Joe calling from Maryland. You're on Free Talk yeah. Live. Hey, Joe. Yeah. Hi. Merry Christmas to everyone. If I don't get a chance to call in and say Merry Christmas, right back at you. Okay. Um, you know, you're talking about. Ukraine war and what's going on with Gaza and stuff. We're destroying those two countries. We're killing innocent people on the name of congressmen and senators mm-hmm. getting money from the uh, companies they invest in. Uh, we should stop killing people and we should stop destroying their countries. Well, we're mm. we're not killing anybody. I oh, know. I'm talking yeah. about the people. Collectively. Yeah, uh, yeah you're right. talking about the United States of America. Incorporated. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and I, mean, I, I agree. Yes, absolutely. The United States of America should stop bombing other countries, period. They should stop funding other countries' militaries, period. Uh, they should uh, immediately dismantle the current military. Uh, you know, replace it with well, we got to have some different. Like, I don't care because the United States of America spends an astronomical amount of money on military, something like a hundred times more than the next country, right? Like, the amount of money the United States spends on military is orders of magnitude more than the next highest spending country on military. Yeah, that can't be necessary. So, I mean, if you need to look for what an empire is, an empire is military domination of a certain geographical area, the United States of America is currently the largest empire planet Earth has ever seen. 
Yeah, also, we're in these different countries, and they don't want us there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Only the people who are making the money, like, like Zelensky, right? Yeah. He's got over $11 billion now in his own pockets. Where did that money come from? From it our pockets. From the money that the U.S. <laughs> right, gave to him. But he's keeping that $11 billion from the people who are hungry. That $11 yeah. billion dollars could buy food. That $11 billion could buy medicine. That mm-hmm. $11 billion could buy, you know, temporary setups where they're not freezing their rear ends off yeah. and dying of pneumonia. Yep. But, but the politicians don't care. Like, this is, no. like, I agree with you. And people should be far more upset. You should be upset. Uh, I And, and I, I agree with you. But, like, it just illustrates that the politicians don't effing care. They don't no, care. They, don't. they only care about themselves, more for them, less for yeah. you, more for their buddies. In the words of George Carlin, it's a big club and you ain't in it. And I feel like a lot of the um, like the patriot American types that are like really into the military, and they're like, yeah, like they have this uh, illusion, America. that um, that like they're helping, right? They're like, yeah, the U.S. military is helping. They think it's like World War II, right? Where like the the U.S. troops came in and like you know. You know, the Holocaust people were, you know, like people that were in prisons. You know, they saw the U.S. military and they were like, oh, my gosh, they're here to save us. Like, I think that was the last time that someone was excited to see the U.S. military. And they were like, oh, they're going to save us. Like, exciting. I don't think since World War II, like, the U.S. military has really done anything to, like, substantially to help people. I think it's just been more... You know, yeah. just, I don't know, just more crap. Yeah. I mean, we look at, so I obviously am not old enough to have experienced World War II. Uh, one of my grandfathers uh, was in that war, uh, and he rarely, if ever, talked about it. I can't remember a time he talked about it. There was one time he mentioned yeah. it, and it was a very short sentence, and that was yeah. it. But uh, I can't claim to know how people felt in World War II, because for all we know, that was all propaganda. That was all just the U.S. feeding stories to the media going, yeah, they want us there. They're excited to have us there, even if they weren't. I guess my perception of that just goes based off of, like, memoirs of people in Poland and in Germany that I've read. Yeah. Um, But you're right. I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know how they felt. I don't know how the majority felt. You know, I've read, like, you know, a handful of memoirs, and that's how those people might have felt. But who knows if that's, you know, the... and we the keep, real narrative. We keep learning uh, things about the United States military and the politicians who, uh, you know, the, the president being the, you know, administrator of, right, the, the chief, right? Commander in, in chief. Commander yeah. in chief of, of the military. Uh, Gulf yeah, of Tonkin, well, right, getting us into Vietnam, right? Weapons of mass destruction, getting us 9/11, into the Gulf War, uh, right? You know, Pearl and, Harbor. And, 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 and all of these things were orchestrated by them. We were, like, lied to the people to get us into war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the, in the 60s, right, um, I heard the stories from my uncles and my Jaji and Bobsy and stuff. Yeah. Uh, how our family were lined up and shot down by both Germans and Russians and how their food was, you know, taken from them and starved to, and, and my family starved to death and things like that. Um. And it it all goes to money in a politician's pocket. Yep. And my family died. So that sucks. Dude. You know, it's it, 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 it's horrible. Uh, another thing. Remember when they had the seven hundred and fifty billion dollar stimulus? 
<laughs> package for President Bush and for President Obama. What things were done with that money? Nobody knows where that money went. <laughs> and and the roads are horrible. Our electric uh, supply area is falling apart. It's ancient. Yep. And 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 it's these people are getting rich. Mm-hmm. And and we people are getting poor. Yep. They want to see crickets. <laughs> uh, you know, um, in China, right? It's worse than that, like, though. They want you to eat the crickets and be happy about it. Right. And own nothing. Right. Yeah. In China, they they stopped. Like in Russia, they were giving porridge to the uh, criminals. In China, they said, well, that's too expensive. And they're making their prisoners eat grass. Whoa. For real. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's the officials getting the money, and we poor suckers, you know, are just lower and lower and lower and lower. Yep. And can't the people see that? Vote these son of a guns out. They're evil. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, and uh, thank you for the call tonight, Joe. We appreciate you. Uh, it is the politicians uh, who have gotten us into this position. It's voting. It's participating in this system that's gotten uh, us, uh, the the government of the United States, into this position. Uh, it's their claim of doing it for you. We're yeah. doing it in your name. We represent All you. Lies. You don't All represent lies. me. When did you ever ask if I needed or wanted to be represented by you? You never did. Right. And and the fact is, I'm perfectly capable of representing mm-hmm. myself in all of my matters. I am the most qualified person to make all decisions for me and how I live my life and how I go about my days and all of that. I am the most qualified. Government has the hierarchy upside down and it should be abolished because they do not control me. I control me. Yeah. Well, who will pave the roads? People. <laughs> People. Always goes back to that question. Yeah. yeah. Always goes back to the people roads. will they pave the roads because if something is necessary, it will be done. Hmm. Like this is the like, exactly this is how yes. people have been forever. Uh, you can go to like a a, a small uh, cluster of islands uh, where it's all like tribal people. You know, hmm. I mean they're you know they've got tech and all that kind of stuff. But uh, if you ever want to see a road get rebuilt quickly, uh, watch for like one of these bridges that gets taken out during like a typhoon or something like that. Uh, all the people get together. Uh, their politics are set aside. Everybody pitches in and the, the bridge between the two islands gets rebuilt in days. Right now, if that were government, oh. God. You'd be like, oh, it's going to take us. Years. First, we have to get some bids from, right. you know, everybody. And oh, then we're going to filter them out by the ones mm-hmm. that we like best or that we know because they're like our brothers or, you know, somehow related to us or they gave to my campaign. Yeah. And then they're going to have to go out and get all the materials and hire the right people. And then they're going to finally start the work. And- Everything is just incredibly inefficient. We yeah. need to have a three-year environmental impact study. Everything's uh, got to be in triplicate <laughs> and forms have to be filled out and created. And, and then it goes to know. the lowest bid. <laughs> it's junk. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know, like the, I think the best, uh, I've been dealing with a couple of Connecticut websites lately, <clears throat> just because I'm still trying to extricate myself from that okay. hole. Uh, you, you go on, any, I, and I don't know about all states, but the Connecticut, it just seems like who built this website? Was it some some congressman's, <laughs> yes. you know, eight-year-old? It, yeah, it, yeah, literally an it, eight-year-old. This is like every government work. website, yeah. It's yeah. like, God. It's, it's a, embarrassing. It is it, the lowest bid. 
Yeah, and New Hampshire is just as bad. I mean, I've I've had to try 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 my best to navigate some of these websites. Yes, you know, I'm I'm making an appointment for something, and the you know the calendar doesn't work. It's like, oh my gosh, the startup company, uh, you know, down the road who like just built their website with you know like built it themselves. <laughs> you can order it, it everything works, online. It's amazing. It works right, so yeah. much better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can build a better website than this. And let me tell you, yeah. not in web design. Like, you know, right. I'm using like the most basic software and I could build a better website. Uh, let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. I believe this is Gigi calling from South Carolina. Gigi, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, everyone. Hi, Gigi. Well, I'm officially a year older. I can now call myself an old broad. <laughs> Happy birthday, Gigi. Happy birthday. It was yesterday. Happy late a birthday. dismal and dreary day down here in the low country, not to mention... The horrible post-hurricane season tropical depression plaguing us. This came from out of nowhere. Is it over your house right about now? My husband and I just finished watching a superb political film based on a book written by a famous South African author, Alan Payton. The movie was called A Dry White Season about exposing the evils of apartheid. And I looked at my husband and I said, I am so sick to death, pissed off, frustrated. I would love to be able to use flushing the toilet language, but I have to be appropriate. <laughs> Behave now, Gigi. still maintain my composure as a educated, respectable lady. You should pardon the expression. On both sides, just like Ian's letter said, that I relish loving reading over and over, the monsters, and I'm quoting Mr. Freeman, on both sides, Hamas and the IDF. If I tell you after this movie, I looked at my husband and I said, I studied all this as an undergrad, then in grad school, through my PhD program, mm-hmm. and we're still living with systems similar oppression, occupation, segregation, economically, militarily, politically. I am so frustrated, and I'm speaking as a proud woman of a Middle Eastern Jewish heritage. I love my history. I love my culture. But I am so disgusted and utterly turned off by every opportunity on all three sides of the argument. Why can't the Israeli government and the Palestinian community get their act together and go forward in a progressive manner and interact with trade, with humanitarian attitudes on on cultural uh, infrastructure development, international exchanges. If Northern Ireland and Great Britain can do it, if Israel and Germany can do it, of all countries, if the United States and Vietnam can do it, if Jordan and Egypt can do it with 
with Israel. Why don't we see it happening? I am fed up. I, I can tell you why. I know it's a rhetorical question, but uh, for our listeners that may not be familiar, the reason why this is all happening is because currently, at least in that situation, hate is stronger. Hate I is winning. I agree with you on that, Captain. 800% I agree. But it's wrong, and it's long overdue to get rid of it. I agree. Hey, I was looking at this. Uh, you, you mentioned the movie, Dry White Season. It's uh, I love that book and the movie and the author. It's got a pretty star-studded cast. Donald Sutherland. Yes, sir. Marlon Brando. I'm telling you, Captain... Jeffrey and I Susan watched Sarandon. the whole movie. Saran wrap? The whole movie, and I said I read it when I was doing my master's, and it was a fabulous book. I had an awesome, unbelievably fabulous professor of South African political history, and all this stuff still goes on in the world today, in other countries. Yeah. I, uh, when are we ever going to really utilize what the United Nations was established to accomplish? I don't see it happening, Captain. Well, I mean, sadly, it's probably not going to work in that way because when when governments get together and do these things, uh, they, they do what's called a good song and dance, right? They do a nice presentation, and, so and they that tell they you... they can all make money on other yeah. people's misery? Boom. Bingo. Corruption. Ding, ding, ding. Nail on the head. Like during the war for 10 years between Iran and Iraq, everybody was making money. Yep. Yeah, except for the people that yep. live there right. that were dying. Yeah. You got that right. Yeah. But so, you know, I noticed something, and you're all going to laugh, hopefully with me. The older I get... The smarter my father, he should rest in peace, becomes. My father used to say, little girl, history never changes, only the actors. Hmm. Hey, Gigi, thank you so much for the call. We appreciate you. Uh, That reminds me of a quote that I was told, uh, and I don't even remember. I think I read it, actually, in a newspaper, but it was... uh, Newspaper? Yeah, I know, right? Ancient technology. Uh, It was, we learn from the past... That people seldom learn from the past. Yeah. <laughs> you got that right. Uh, I Yeah. My father always told me, never join the military. That's yeah. One, that's one quote that's stuck in my head from him. Um, I got to put I, the dry white season on my uh, recommended watching list so over the holiday season. I have not seen this movie because it was made in 1989. It's got Susan Saran rap in it. I like, was, yeah. uh, it does actually. Marlon Brando, Marlon Brando right? Donald Sutherland, mm-hmm. Janet Suzman, uh, a couple other people that I don't recognize. But um, in 1989, I was wandering the earth like Kane from Kung Fu, and uh, I wasn't watching a lot of you know movies and television, right? Uh, because I was very poor as well. Mm-hmm. Couldn't really afford. Couldn't much. get the DVD back then. I don't even know. There like, were no DVDs. Yeah, I'm, back like, then. I'm like, when did DVDs the VHS. Even come out? Was it VHS era? Mid 90s, maybe DVDs. Yeah. 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 So the blockbuster had it. Oh yeah! Please be kind. Rewind. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I miss that place. Uh, me too. That was like solid yeah. childhood memories right. for me. Well, I'm gonna add that to my uh, recommended watch list. Indeed. Dry white season. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero is the number if you would like to join us tonight. Uh, we'll finish talking about this AI summary. 
of Lysander Spooner's Constitution of No Authority. Plus, there's plenty more on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Tired of the ever-inflating U.S. dollar? You can live your life on Dash instead with some handy websites. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. Plus, many of their gift cards are available at a discount. But what about paying your bills? Spritz.Finance can do that, and they can send dollars to your bank account in case you still need those for some reason. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. Very well said. Yes, we are back. It is Free Talk Live. You can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. If you want to staple that to your forehead or whatever you have to do to remember it. Backwards. So when you look in the mirror, you have the right number. Don't call yeah. the wrong number. Don't want to make that mistake again. <laughs> Don't call 0616. Zero six one six three eight two three oh six. Don't call that number. Instead, call six zero three two eight three six one six zero. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain, Steve Classic, and Nikki. We have been uh, talking about. Uh, well, we were previously talking about uh, this person on uh, the Twitter who asked. Mixtrol, this is one of these AI chatbot kind of things, uh, to summarize The Constitution of No Authority, which is a book by uh, Lysander Spooner. So is this, like an, writing. A- is this like an AI book report? Basically. In, into like, it's like Cliff Notes. Yeah. yeah, like real, I mean, Cliff Notes, geez, it's like it's a word, paragraph. Yeah. 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 Bullet points. So we covered one, Constitution is not a contract between the living, but rather an agreement made by a small portion of the population who were alive at the time. Number two, it does not bind future generations, as it was not agreed to by them, and they have no obligation to follow it. Number three, the Constitution has never been signed or agreed to by the majority of the population, making it an invalid contract. Now, um, somebody pointed out to me, I believe the the guy who posted this, uh, pointed out that uh, the only problem with this here is that it sort of insinuates that if a majority did agree to it, it would make it a valid contract. That's not how contracts work. Contracts are not uh, usually between the majority of people yeah. forcing themselves upon the majority. That's not how contracts work. Contracts are willing parties on both sides agreeing to something. Anybody who didn't agree or isn't on one of the sides and, and didn't agree is not subject to any of it. That's how a contract works. So, uh, Number four. Even if it were a valid contract, 
It would only be binding those who explicitly agreed to it, not on any descendants or subsequent generations. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like just because my dad, if my dad has a contract with somebody, right? Then why do I also have a if, contract with that person? If I contract somebody to, this is not a euphemism. Plow my driveway in the winter. Or plow your bean field. Uh, If I contract somebody to uh, provide snow removal services, that's a a better way of putting it. In in the winter time here in New Hampshire, uh, and I pay them to do so, uh, my children are certainly not obliged to continue to pay this entity if if and when I die. Yeah. Right. Or if you sell the house. your, your Nor, contract, you right. don't have to pay for the other person right. who bought your house. They're, they're snow. Right. That's not how contracts work. No, no, no. So, uh, number five, the idea that the Constitution is a social contract that binds all citizens is a myth perpetuated by those in power to justify their rule. But doesn't the Constitution limit the government's power, not give it power to rule? The Constitution, as I understand it, is supposed to be guidelines for human beings to control their government so it doesn't get out of control, which obviously didn't work. <laughs> didn't work. So. We need 2.0. The whole concept of social contract, like, uh, that's not how contracts work, mm. right? You, you don't, like. But it's also not a law. Right, but like people can't be subjugated to a contract they never agreed to. Well, they can. I mean, we are. When so. we are, but, but I mean, they, are, but it's done by force. It's done under duress. Right, but I mean, are we employees of the corporation called the United States of America within Washington D.C.? So we we have to follow those, you know. Yeah, the other thing policies. About, the other thing about contracts is, um, you know, there's usually a way to get out of them. If you look at contracts for. You know, all sorts of things. I think the only way to get out of this contract is to like literally die or like move somewhere else and like terminate citizenship or something. I mean, as as much as you can, you you should, you know, live your life as free as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if something gets in your way, well, you'll have to deal with that at that time. Yeah. And if everybody just sort of started doing that, why we wouldn't Mm. be in this mess. So my advice to everybody is. Do you. Live your life. You do you. Live your life. Be in charge of your life. Be the captain of yourself. Most people are voting for money. And if they vote for money, then they, you know, it's like a a, a worm on a hook. I've had people, like, I'll be standing in the living room at, like, a holiday party during election season or something, and, you know, somebody, some girl will be like, oh, I'm going to vote for him because he just has better looking eyes. Oh, my God. You know? Or or a dude will be like, oh, I'm not going to vote for her. No broad's going to be in charge of my country. Blah, 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 that kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, they don't have like, real like, reasons. Yeah, it's like that's not, you don't understand voting at all. And if you did, you probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> right, but but people even, let's let's say on a local level or a state level, uh, you know, this candidate is going to provide more benefits for me. They, people think that they're getting something. So they'll vote for that. Yeah, Tyranny. Yeah. Where other people yeah. say like, that's that's tyranny. They're, they look at it as, where's my free stuff? I'm going to vote for, yeah. for that. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, uh, particularly when it comes to like voting or contracts, for that matter, um, let's say a, a group of uh, you know, 10,000 people got together, and amongst themselves, uh, they agreed 
that they were going to hold a vote for who was going to lead this ten group of 10,000 people, right? And uh, so uh, so they vote, and, uh, you know, some guy wins, right? Probably his name is Captain. Right. Uh, He'd be the captain. W- whatever it is. Hopefully his name's not Captain. Who's going to lead the ship? Probably have to change my name <laughs> if that happens. Oh, geez. Um, so you know, somebody wins. We'll call him Bob. Bob wins, right? Now, uh, the rest of humanity is not subject to this vote. Just the 10,000 people. Only if they agreed, right? And and the ones who lost also have the ability to opt out, right? Like, ah, the guy didn't want, you know, so I'm going to get out of this organization. You can go join another organization. Know, right. Well, yeah, yeah you, could, you could quit the organization. Like, can you quit the like, United States? Can you become a, you know? No, there is no way to opt out of government as, as an institution. You right. just can't do it. It's not possible, and even, like you can renounce your citizenship. I, I think and, it's possible, and but all it's that like, kind of a thing. But like, it's impossible. but like you, like you're I gonna, said, you literally like have to die. Basically, right. you're gonna end up like <laughs> if you leave the geographic area of whatever government you're under. In our case, the United States. If you leave, you're gonna be under the. You're gonna be under another, another government. Right. So yeah. like, and even where was that pla- place? Which that- slave plantation has the greener grass? Well, right. So they had that that place. Oh, I should. I wish I remembered what it was called, but it was like a tiny little spot where there was like no man's land sort of thing. Liberland? Liberland. So even them, I mean, so they're like, oh, we're in this, you know, there's no government here. Governments from other places came yep. and attacked them and then <laughs> yep. was like, this is our land now. We're killing you and, and destroying your mud huts. Well, Liberland so, is still there, but they have been co-opted by organizations. So... Yeah. I mean, even in that case, yeah, it's like you literally don't really have an option. And that's why I kind of like Captain's, you know, philosophy of, you know, be free, do your thing. And if you run into issues, address them then. Yeah, that's that's the you know only I mean? way to do it. And, and that's kind of like what I try to do. You know, I'm like not going to be stupid. There are certain things that I I do that I don't love just to not go to prison. Yep. But... um. I mean, that's kind of the best we can do, and and yeah, it's kind of disheartening sometimes, but, you know, we can spread the word of freedom, Yes, we can inspire other people, we can live our lives as most authentically as we can, yep. um, but you can't let it get you down too much. Like, you still have to live your life yeah. as best as you can and try to be as happy as you can, you know, because I do see, like, some, like, libertarian anarchist types who get real doom and gloom. I just see them on Facebook all day, like... The government, the ATF, like they're ruining my life. And it's like, no, you're at this point, like you're ruining your own life by being so fixated on it. Yeah, and it's like yeah. fixated on things that you can't change. If, if you can change it and if you can make steps to change it, do it. But there's no point in like crying about it all day if there's nothing you can do about it imminently. Yeah, you try know? not just try not to participate in as many things. That- yeah. I mean, that's the best you can do. Right. Right. Uh, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. Uh, I think this is Jet calling. Jet, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I heard you talking about the Constitution. And I wanted to. Well, first of all, I'll, I'll, since you mentioned governments, there is no such thing as a government. There are only violent, evil people wanting to control you. Okay, back to the Constitution. Thank you, Jet. Uh, as you might recall, I've been in the military twice. And, I'm sorry. Uh, well, I'll tell you what's kind of fun about that. You know, each time they, they gather you into this room and tell you to raise your hand uh, and swear to the Constitution and stuff like that, right? Right, right. Well, 
I didn't do it. <laughs> you know, I just I, I was in the crowd. I just kind of stood there. Anyway, um, but th- but what I discovered later on was the Constitution is not what you think it is. The Constitution and people who swear to it, the Constitution is just four pieces of paper, and so they. It's not the content of the Constitution that you swear to. It's to the four pieces of paper to protect and defend. Right. Now, I mean, it's when you think about it, I mean, as you said before, it doesn't apply. I mean, if your great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather's rules don't apply to you, then somebody else's great-great-grandfather's rules don't apply to you either. Right. You know, it's it's pretty, pretty simple stuff logically. I just don't know why more people don't grasp it. Well, it's because people are not logical uh, as their first sort of act, right? People, generally speaking, act from emotion and not from logic or reason. So, are, are you on a speakerphone there, Jet? Because it sounds <laughs> like with the window open. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're. Uh, I don't know at a printing press or something. There's a lot of noise going on in the background there. Oh, sorry. Had the engine running in the car. Um, <laughs> you better go catch it. Oh, just did that, did yep. that help? Oh, that's way better. Thank you. All right, go ahead uh, with your next thought. Yeah, well, the only other thought I ever have is that, that people need to understand that these groups, these violent, evil groups who call themselves government, really are just other people. <laughs> just, they Just because they go into a... They, have a title and they go into some fancy office does not give them any greater privilege or right than anyone else. And that's the message that I just keep pounding over and over to everybody I meet. If they're just other people, why do you even pay attention to them? It's a good point, Jen. And um, I like people, people go into it for, for power or at least the, the illusion of power that they have power over others. And uh, this can be tested easily just by, you know, sort of, uh, uh, you know, questioning the validity of any bureaucrat, right? Like, what do you do? Yeah. What are you for, right? Like, <laughs> if you start questioning, well, they'll well, get all defensive. Like, yeah. Oh, you, yo, I have power. I will see to it that you X, Y, or Z, right? They want to force yeah. you to their will. As another little note, I thought of as you were talking about that, I've been... I've been put in jail like five times, you know, on bogus charges. Everything was dropped. But the reason I think that I went to jail was when in talking to this person with the costume on, I just talked to them as a normal person. I don't bow down to them. I don't give them any deference as far as yes, sir, no, sir, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I even asked them, what's your first name? You know, and, and if they're willing, I call them by that. Right. So So they don't appreciate it when, especially the younger cops, you know, when you don't bow down and obey them, do what they say, and you know, when you when they give you a command and you say no thanks, <laughs> yeah. is that a lawful order? <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. answer questions. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, I actually I, I apologize to them, right? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, officer, I don't answer questions. <laughs> well, I would never <laughs> use that phrase. I might I might say something like, well, that. That seems irrelevant. Or the better thing is always to turn a question around. You know, they ask you, so where are you coming from? Where are you going? Where are coming you coming from? from? <laughs> coming from? What are you talking about? Do you know how fast you were well, going? Do you know how fast you were going? 
Yeah, how fast did you have to go to catch me? Yeah. Um, you know, the worst thing, the other the other thing is you ask them a question like, um, I, hear, I hear that a lot, that people ask you, where are you coming, where are you going? What, what is that all about? You know, it was turn it around on them, make them think about all this stupid stuff that they're doing. Yeah. yeah. I think it's best just to anyway. say I don't answer questions. Yeah, but like I said, that's 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 rather antagonistic, you know. Uh, you can you can. Say that's why I apologize like first, right? <laughs> apologize. It, it softens it. I'm sorry, officer. I don't answer questions. <laughs> well, you might as well say, "I'm sorry, I'm not playing your stupid game." So I mean, yeah. that <laughs> seems antagonistic. Right? I'm not yeah. part of your company. I'm sorry, officer. I don't play your stupid games. Yeah. Like that's gonna like you know yeah. definitely escalate the situation. Well, no, but it's, it's kind of the same thing to their ears as I don't answer questions that's done. Then they always ask, well, why not? And you say, well, that's a question. <laughs> and I don't answer questions. I don't answer questions. You know, yeah, it's, um, I, I always say things like that's irrelevant or it's not important or. Um, Anything you can and say yeah. will be used against you. Right? Yeah, you can always ask that too. Yeah, so the the only question that that I would ask is, uh, am I being detained or am I right. free to go? Yeah, that's always a good one. Yeah, I'm going to arrest my free to go. Detained. Yep. Free to go. Yep. My my son actually used that when he was 16 years old. I had no idea that he was paying attention to what I was telling him. But, Smart kid. But but he left he left home in the middle of the night for whatever reason and went to a church parking lot. And he was just kind of sitting there, finally fell asleep. He woke up at like 6.30 in the morning uh, with people pounding on his window and a shotgun pointed at him from one side and an AR-15 from the other side. And it uh, it was a little shocking initially, but then when they started talking to him, he, he said, I'm just, just here sitting in the parking lot sleeping. And at some point, he interjected, Am I being detained or am I free to go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's when they let him go. But, so the the AR so, and the shotgun were being held by uh, people calling themselves officers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the, um, the costumed, yep. violent, evil gang who honestly believe that they are righteous and more righteous than you and I. That's that's what I always want to tell people. They do not have any more right than you or I, except in your mind. Right. Now, if you're willing to go to jail <laughs> because <laughs> it's in your mind, yeah, it's a choice. Well, I think if you ask them their name and badge number and then, you know, am I under arrest? Am I free to go? They kind of say, this guy knows what knows, knows what you're, knows their game. So right. I think, the, you know, they can't intimidate you as much if you just stick to your guns like that. Oh, they'll still play games. Oh, like, they'll okay, still yeah. Get out of the car. Yeah. Go sit over there. Yeah. Show us your papers. Yes. Right. Show yeah. us your ID. And, and you go. And you go. No, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last time I got pulled over, it was uh, supposedly for uh, I had like a headlight out. Uh, you know, and it was nighttime. It was dark out, and they're pulling me over to let me know that I had one headlight out. Like, oh, gee, thanks. You know, like I wouldn't have figured that yeah. out by myself. <laughs> But uh, I had a backpack sitting on the passenger seat, and they're like, what's in the bag? And I'm like, I don't believe I have to answer that. <laughs> right? right? Am I legally allowed, or, allowed yeah. you know, required uh, to answer that question? No, you're not. You know. Uh, and and they, they should expect you. They should expect you to say none of your effing <laughs> business in that bag. 
it's my bag. Is that your bag? Right. Why are you so curious about my bag? You know, and of course, then they drag you out of the car and beat you up. But two years later, you, you get 200000 So well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but still, like, you, you shouldn't have to be subjected, literally subjected to their crap in the first place. So. Yeah, if I would have known that I could have sued all these people each time I was falsely arrested like that, I mean, I probably would have never had to work. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Jet? Uh, the only thought that I like to leave is the same thing that I keep saying everywhere. Every chance you get, every caller that comes in, every person you talk to, help them into the mindset that these are just other people. You know, whether they're running for the grand poopa of the universe or whatever it is, mm -hmm. it's just another person. They're not special. That's it. Hey, Jet, thank you for the call. We appreciate you, man. 603-283-6160. Uh, just to finish off here, number six on this uh, summary by an AI of Lysander Spooner's No Treason, the Constitution of No Authority. Ultimately, individuals have no obligation to follow unjust and illegitimate government and have the right to resist and overthrow it. Uh, I, I mean, I couldn't have said that any better. Uh, however, most people would follow that with, well, what do we replace it with? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. nothing. The answer is nothing. It doesn't need, Let's like, take a few years off, okay? <laughs> what do we replace slavery with? Nothing. Right? More slavery. Like, no. no. That's a not better, the right answer. A, a new and improved slavery. No. Ultimately, individuals have no obligation to follow, period, right? Uh, the Constitution, period. Uh, any government period, right? You have no obligation because, as Jet explained, they are just people. Uh, they believe, they hallucinate the illusion of authority, uh, and then, you know, they will use that to beat you, and if you resist, mm -hmm. you know, throw you in a cage, and if you res resist that, they will kill you. Mm -hmm. uh, but you have no obligation to follow them. Uh, Spooner's arguments, uh, this is uh, just a, you know, so they listed the six bullet points, and then there's a, a summary of the summary, I guess. Spooner's arguments are rooted in his belief in natural rights and individual sovereignty, which he sees as being incompatible with a coercive and centralized government, such as that established by the Constitution. He argues that individuals should be free to govern themselves and form voluntary associations rather than being subjected to the rule of a distant and unaccountable government. I mean, I ding ding ding. Like there you go. I've read yeah. the Constitution of No Authority. It like it's not eighth grade reading level, right? I mean, it's college no, reading yeah. level, right? You know, yeah. and it's kind of a kind of a chore, right? There's some really good stuff in it, but it's a bit of a chore it's a good, to read. Good thing it. the AI chatbot figured it out. When, when I read this, I'm like, this is an excellent summary. Right, you can well, hand this out as a piece of paper to you know on a, on a flyer. Absolutely, it wouldn't be very difficult to do at all. <laughs> Are we printing some out right now? I, I, <laughs> I think that's a secret message yeah. from uh, the Wait, ghost I, of Lysander yeah. Spooner. <laughs> I, I heard a machine off. kick. I'm like, hello, is that you? I'm like, what's going on, man? They're printing the you flyers know? right now. Spooner, <laughs> Spooner's faxing us from the grave. Did somebody say flyers? Spooner's faxing us from the grave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I will uh, post a link to this over on our social media as well in case you want to view it or you know make it into something are there a lot of other good topics that that uh twitter x person 
has on their feed? Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I've been following this account for some time, but this is the first time it ever like jumped out at me and you know, amongst oh. all the noise, right? Right, right, right. I, I'm always scrolling when you know, in between stuff, like mm-hmm. oh, scroll, scroll, mm-hmm. scroll. Every now and again, something jumps out at me, right? Right, right. And so that's just kind of how I do social media at this point in my gotcha. life. I'm not really all that engaged. I don't. Right. Uh, I no longer get into long, drawn out arguments. I just online, scroll for memes. That's online really my... with like people who like want to debate and make points and you know all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. It's not even yeah. worth it anymore. Yeah. You know I, what I, mean? I used to do. I used Someone to engage. Else could do that. I used to engage far more where people would like argue about. You know, well, without the state, what would actually, we'll right, you know, and I just don't have the capacity. Like, it's such low level I'm like, thinking. It, I, I don't have the capacity for it anymore. I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to explain this. Explain something that the Tuttle Twins explains to children to you. I can't. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it 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 does get tiring. Uh, and also, there are far better ways to acquire the knowledge of which we speak, Right. Uh, Lysander Spooner, for example, or Tuttle uh, Twins. There, there have been like like anarchist <laughs> authors uh, are older than dirt, right? Like anarchist thought isn't new no. by any stretch of the imagination. It's just that uh, the internet, of course, uh, in the same way it allowed things to be created, like cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, for example, uh, allows a faster spread of information. So at mm. first, all of the old authors got you know, uh, more distributed. A new lease on life. Right? And then other people started talking about it too because, you know, you have to put these things into modern terminology for you know, younger people to understand them. So that's how we got to where we're at. 603-283-6160. Still to come, uh, brain implants and why people don't want to turn them off. What? Coming up. Free Talk Live. Give me a talk. <laughs> Give me a lie. What does it spell? What does it spell? What does it spell anything. Spell? <laughs> I don't really spell anything. It's, it's a phrase. It's actually not even that because if you look at like our logo behind you, Nikki, uh, it says www.freetalklive.com and there's no spaces, of course. And actually, those well, are the, all capital spaces letters. spaces in the actual title. There is. That's true. In, in that's the just broken, the website. Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess you've got me there. Free talk alive. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, six zero three two eight three six one six zero is the phone number. If you'd like to join us in the studio, it's myself, the captain, Steve, classic, and Nikki. You can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June thirteenth through the sixteenth for the eighth annual Forkfest. Eight years. Wow. At Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Forkfest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which has sold out in recent years. Forkfest happens the weekend before Porcupine Freedom Festival, and Forkfest is decentralized. 
What does that mean? Well, it means there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, your RV site, or your motel room with Rogers Campground for June 13th through the 16th. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to all of those at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there June 13th through the 16th, forkfest.party. And just one other thought on ForkFest. You have to bring something. And by bring something, I mean, maybe it's just yourself. Maybe you're just going to chill and enjoy. But, like, if you want there to be an event... We'll create one. Bring the noise. Bring the event. Be the the event. uh, Self-responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, uh, if you want there to be a food truck, well, be a food truck, right? You Mm. know, that kind of a thing, right? I've always wanted to be a food truck. I want to talk about Dot Party. You should have Captain Kickass Dot Party. (laughs) (laughs) Well, last Fork Fest, Captain threw a party. I did, yeah. I had an EP release. He played the guitar and everything. I did, yeah. Pseudo live performance. I mean, it was a live performance. I was live. You were playing. And I was performing. But I was playing along with the the music videos that I produced. Yeah. Um, And I have video of that whole thing that I haven't released yet. So hopefully I'll get around to doing that. uh, Because it's pretty cool. I've seen it. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. So There was a couch there and everything. There there was a couch. There were couch surfers. Yeah. There were uh, attendees. What didn't... um that country singer, <laughs> there was a special oh, a guest yeah. appearance by like Toby Keith or I something. I think it was Toby Keith. Yeah, yeah he totally Toby showed up. Keith was even he there. He was there. It's true. Yeah. Uh, there were witnesses and it's on video. Wasn't it Keith Toby? They just had the name back. Never trust a man with two first names. Toby Keith. So, there you go. Uh, we- <laughs> you got to save that video for the box set. I was, I thought about like editing it up, cutting it up. It, it's, no. it's not that long. It's like. Release the whole thing. It's release like 30, it. It's like 30 minutes, Tom. Yeah, just right? release it. And like literally half of it is the music videos playing and me playing, you know, along with the music videos mm-hmm. or whatever. So, um, you know, the rest of it is there's a bit of a Q&A. Uh, and I, there's some things in there. Like I thanked some people that I, I would like to have that on the Internet. Yeah. You know, that I'm giving thanks to the people who helped me put that music together. There was a couple of guest spots. I did everything. I did all the music, all the playing, all the singing, uh, all the drumming, except for... On one song, I had uh, my friend Steven do the drumming, and on another song, I had my friend Chris do the bass playing. Uh, so there you have it. And Bob's your uncle. Uh, well, he was before he died anyway. Uh, this from the dailymail.co.uk, and by the, I mean just dailymail.co.uk. <laughs> anyway, .co.uk. <laughs> Dailymail.co.uk. Dot party. Uck. Yeah, that's UK. That's how I refer to it. Oh, yeah. oh you live over in Uck? Brain implant for people with head injuries is so successful that the trial participants refuse to turn the device off. That doesn't sound like that's really how that went down. Like, that sounds like some, like, major propaganda to me. Like, uh, 9% of, you know, like, whatever, all these people that got lobotomies are so impressed with the results... (laughs) Well, you know what I say. Like they can't speak anymore. You know what I say about lobotomies, right? No, what do you say about lobotomies? I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. Okay. That's a shout out to all my old Dr. Demento peeps.
uh, and Tom T-Bone Stankus and the Front Porch Rockers for their hit song, The Existential Blues and The Existential Blues Part 2. Anyway, a brain implant designed for people with head injuries has proven so successful during trials that participants refused to turn the device off. The deep brain stimulation implant created by researchers at Stanford University. Stanford experiments. Weird. (laughs) At Stanford University to help people with head injuries to function again attempts to boost brain activity between the regions in charge of memory, thinking, problem solving, and consciousness learning. Five people with head injuries reported they were able to concentrate, remember, drive, and get through the day without needing to nap as a result of using the device during the trial. Maybe I should try that. These will come in handy in the 15-minute cities. And it proved so effective that two participants, chosen at random, refused to have the device turned off. Hmm. Like, no, you've cured me. Why would I turn this off? Right? I feel like this is how it starts, right? They, like, put these implants in your brain, and it works really, really well. Like saying, you know, Skynet. Yeah, but I I feel like I've seen this movie This is how the stormtroopers get created. Well, I mean, only if they did this to officers. Right. <laughs> Police and military and that kind of thing. I have seen there's there's a meme going around now uh, that that says uh, what if this is the way it all turned out, and uh, <laughs> it's a picture of like the the Terminator robot, right? But it's got like a a trumpet, like it's, like it's playing a trumpet. <laughs> it's yeah, and, it, and instead of Skynet, it says Skynet. <laughs> oh gosh, I feel like I've seen that actually. <laughs> That'd be better, right? Better. Yeah. Okay. Skynet over Skynet, yes. Yep. Even though I'm not really a fan of Sky. But I'm more like, a fan of that than like total world domination. Yeah. <laughs> uh, participants for this trial were selected based on their injuries with those who took part having previously recovered from comas. Hmm. In these patients, those pathways are largely intact. But everything has been down-regulated, said Dr. Jamie Henderson, professor of neurosurgery. It's as if the lights had been dimmed and there just wasn't enough electricity to turn them back up. By introducing electrical stimulation in specific areas of the brain, researchers hoped to turn the lights back up. They used virtual models of each of the participants' brains to trial stimulation in different areas. The devices were then implanted into the brains of participants aged between 22 and 60. They then spent 90 days with it turned on for 12 hours a day. They're probably sleeping the other 12 hours. Researchers say that by the end of the trial, the mental processing speeds of participants had improved by an average of 32%. Wow, imagine if we could do that to everybody. When one participant had their device turned off for three weeks, their ability to process dropped by 34%. Mm. One participant said that since receiving the implant, they had seen a vast improvement in their functioning abilities. I don't trip anymore, they said. <laughs> are they <laughs> yeah, talking about yeah. drugs? Or are they talking <laughs> yeah. about like being a klutz? You don't have to trip anymore because you're on the brain implant. I don't trip anymore, they said. I can remember how much money is in my bank account. I wasn't able to read, but after the implant, I bought a book. Okay. Like, doesn't say they can read now, just as they bought a book. <laughs> Dr. Nicholas Schiff, a professor at Wheel Cornell Medicine and co-senior author of the study, told The Telegraph, the aim is to take the research from the pioneering moment forward into therapy. 
Uh, they're going hot. It's going hot. I mean, when I uh, when I first tried to move to New Hampshire, I, I failed. I got into an accident. I nearly died. Black ice. I, I didn't really nearly die, but like, it, you know. It, Your life probably flashed it's pretty before dramatic, you. I would say. Yeah, I, you know, I still think about it. Yeah. And yeah. like, it's one of those times in my life where I'm like, oh, man. I've been into several vehicle accidents, and uh, yeah, it's certainly not my favorite. Uh, but <laughs> Which one I, was your favorite? But, but I did, uh, well, the one when I was pretty certain I was going to die. That was your favorite that was your accident? Favorite? Yeah, because I tried to keep my eyes open as long as possible to just, like, I'm like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to watch yeah, it. I'm going to soak all this wow. in, you know? I'm just going to watch it. It's the last thing I'm ever going to see. So That's you know. crazy. Yeah. Wow. Um, but at any rate, uh, I did, uh, when I got in my accident, when the first time I tried to move here, and, and hit the black ice or whatever, um, I did hit my head repeatedly on the side, right? on the, the There were no... Yeah. I was driving a 97 Toyota 4Runner, and they didn't have side airbags. And so, you know, my head just sort of bounced off of the, the side of the... Uh, above the, the door frame there uh, several times. I remember digging, like, glass out of my ears, like, a couple of days later still. Wow. Like, well, how did that happen? Um, so I do feel like... Uh, I felt a reduction in my cognitive abilities, my ability to recall, my ability to, uh, you know, phrase certain things. I, I felt like I wasn't catching on as quickly as I did before. Like, like I was smarter. I got into this accident, and I was dumber. Hmm. Right? Um, I, I don't know how else to put that in in like layman's terms. I mean, it makes a, sense. Not though, a neuroscientist, right? it's a brain injury. You know, technically, yeah, right. Um, you know, m- my medical folks think that I had a concussion and. Maybe, maybe I did, but like long term, I still I don't feel quite right. Like my my original cognitive speed uh, has decreased, and like okay, part of that is getting old too, right? You know, I right? Mean, you know, was, when this happened, let's see, if I was I was in my early forties, I guess, when that happened, because it took me like five more years to get out there, and so in my late forties by the time I got here. Um, so you know, age has something to do with mental decline, right? Uh, one of the things, uh, like smart, wealthy people are after. Uh, you hear about them uh, trying to get uh, like blood transfusions from like right. younger people and all this from kind of thing. Traffic children, right? Because they're they're literally upset and jealous that you know uh, a, a sixteen year old kid can mentally out gymnastic them. You know what right. I mean? Like right. it's just how it is, right? right. Youth is far more uh, adaptable, adjustable. They pick up things quicker than than older people do. So, right. like, there's some of that, but like, I'm convinced that. That you know, getting into this accident, hit my head a couple of times, uh, made me dumber as a result, or at least less quick uh, to you know process information, to you know think about like sometimes. So you think a brain implant would would help you? Well, I don't know, but if it did, I might also be reluctant to take it out, right? If it helped, yeah, right. right. If that's what it was, the intention was to actually help you. Yeah. But I think this stuff has a sinister ending. That's Sky that's Net. what I'm saying. Like at first, it you know, it, it, I'm sure it does help you a lot. And then next thing you know, it takes over your mind. I wonder what the transhumanists think about this. They probably oh, love it. They're behind it. I think Elon's behind this too, right? Isn't he doing brain implants? I don't. Know if that's I true think so. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Interesting. I don't know. I'm not into it. Don't do it, Captain. Don't do it. I mean, I'm like, like I can afford it anyway. <laughs> right. It's mean, a free trial. You know. <laughs> free trial. Come on, just sign, uh, just sign here yeah. below the fine print. Free trial. <laughs> free trial. Yeah. 
uh, you can get one of these in combination with your COVID-19 vaccine. Right. Get your booster. You know what? I was thinking about this the other day, uh, just because I said COVID. Uh, remember when it was called coronavirus? Coronavirus. Why did that change? It's just the the shorter version of it, The right? beer company the, was um... a little upset. Yeah, no, they were. We talked about that here on the radio yeah. show, but, but like... People I mean, are so dumb. Every, oh my gosh, no, that's crazy. No, it's I forgot like, about that. It's like a, a it's lot just of, the abbreviation. A lot of libertarians oh, talk on. about like psyops and you know indoctrination and you know how the media is affecting you and your daily lives and all that. And it's it's almost like everybody just agreed to stop calling it corona. Well, so my thing with the coronavirus is it's it's not a very good descriptive word for it, right? Because there are tons of coronaviruses. You know what I mean? Like there's thousands of them. It's probably too long a, for the average person to say coronavirus. Specific, I need a a quick nickname for it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just the shorter abbreviation of it. Uh, but it's COVID-19 also COVID nineteen so, shorter but COVID, than coronavirus. But COVID nineteen is the specific coronavirus because a coronavirus is a broad term. It's like saying, "Oh, the cold." All right. Well, which one? What? What are you talking? Which which strain? So COVID nineteen is like the specific one. That they're talking about, even though they're like, oh, it's mutating. I just, and I just, yeah, it mutates. No, that's I, the nature of just, the, like, that's what viruses I do. Just they feel mutate. Like, I feel like Moderna and Pfizer's marketing companies got together and were like, yeah. guys, we've got to rebrand this. Yeah, they're like, we, yeah. we need to what rebrand. What about calling it Cerveza sickness? Like, like, no, like, that won't work. Like, Corona's already upset. Their sales are down. Yeah, yeah. They're they're like, yeah, we they can't rebrand. even give their beer away. We're barely selling these vaccines. But if we, we call it Cerveza, it has a beer connotation. Maybe they should have put the vaccine in the corona. Ah, oh. they probably they probably did. I don't want to give them any, any ideas. ideas. Yeah. They were already putting it in lettuce and whatever. Hey, they're putting else. fluoride the in the water. water. Yeah. yeah, put it. Now I'm thinking of fluoridated lettuce. Yeah, and I don't know why. Thanks, guys. Way to be a team. Yeah, <laughs> eat spinach. <laughs> da, 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 but I mean, da, da, da. even organic spinach, it might be watered with fluoridated water. I don't trust anything. I'm just like, (laughs) I don't know. I'm real excited to be able to have a big abundant garden that the government has nothing to do with. Speaking of garden. (laughs) Speaking of garden. Yeah, okay, that's a good segue. Uh, This from RT.com. Missing space tomato found. Oh, Oh, thank God I was looking for that. I I know. I was so upset. Me too. I can't believe it took them so long. The space-grown fruit mysteriously disappeared eight months ago. <laughs> Is it uh, still a tomato? <laughs> My name's Bob, and I'm a tomato, and I'm here to help you out. Veggie tails, anyone? Veggie tails, no. Okay. I love veggie tails. That was how I uh, learned. That's that was my church experience <laughs> when I was a child. They would like lock us in a room and put on veggie tails. I was uh, I was dating this girl, and we were going to go over to her friend's house. Because she was having a bit of a shindig, having some people over. And so we show up, we're early. Or the the host S was late in getting her kids out the door to so she could have the party with the adults, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, the kids were watching VeggieTales. Now, uh, yeah. my girlfriend and I had just smoked a large joint. Oh, that's uh, great. On, on our way over. That's a vegetable. And so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm experiencing a nice veggie buzz. Yeah. <laughs> right? And they're watching. And like this... This tomato comes out. I'm sure that's so trippy. And he's like, My name's Bob, and I'm a tomato, and I'm here to. I just started cracking up. And you're like, I just started laughing. Way too high for this. Yeah, like literally. And they're like, What's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm going to go outside for a minute until I stop having this uncontrollable (laughs) problem. You're like, I need some air. 
this tomato is talking to me. <laughs> the talking tomato <laughs> like, has, yo, what are you putting really, this weed? It's <laughs> really sort of like made me question reality here. But <laughs> turns out it was just Veggie Tales. Turns out it's just a children's cartoon. <laughs> Nothing to see here. So anyway, uh, astronauts aboard the International Space Station, ISS, have announced the discovery of an elusive space-grown dwarf tomato that went missing over eight months ago. The diminutive red robin tomato, measuring a mere 2.5 centimeters wide, was part of the final harvest of the VEG-05 experiment designed to explore the impact of spaceflight on fruit crop growth. That's right. Tomatoes are fruits, everybody. If you didn't know that, now you do. Mm-hmm. Also, while I'm thinking about it, uh, dear children, Santa Claus is not real. It's your parents. Oh, really? Following the harvest on March 29th, each crew member received a crop sample in a plastic bag and was asked to rate the flavor, texture, and juiciness of the produce grown under different lighting conditions. However, U.S. astronaut Frank Rubio, who was part of the VEGO5 agriculture experiment, claimed that his portion had floated away before he could take a bite, which was met with playful skepticism by the rest of the crew. You lost your tomato. <laughs> <laughs> You ate it, dude. Don't lie. You big fibber. You know you ate your tomato. We don't see it anywhere. Yeah. It's not around here. We even looked under the bed, man. Throw another one, man. Uh, quote, our good friend Frank Rubio, who headed home already, has been blamed for quite a while for eating the tomato. But we can exonerate him. We found the tomato. Unquote, said astronaut Jasmine Mogbell during a live streamed event last Wednesday that celebrated the ISS 25th anniversary, as cited by Space.com. Were they, yes, were they, were they using the tomato as like a, a, look, there's the red planet. They put it outside the window and took pictures of it. Yeah, they had the uh, the model of all the planets, yeah. and the tomato was like <laughs> tomato you know, Mars, Mars or yeah. something. Yeah. That's what they used it for. <laughs> look, it's round. <laughs> and it's red. It's the red planet. Uh, the astronaut did not specify where the tiny veggie was located on the gigantic space station or in what condition it was found. Okay, so they found it, but so then they that means where it was. No, that means somebody took it. It's been HOing, right? Holding on. Yeah. Right? They they've been holding on to it. And they're like, oh, okay, I guess it's that's a practical. Fine. It's like hey, look, I found the yeah. tomato. I don't know where it was. Yeah, it's like stealing someone's garden gnome. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know where it is. <laughs> well, that's, that reminds me of another thing I read where like uh, the idea is that um, you, you gift somebody a garden gnome, and then you, whenever you go over to their house, you replace it with a slightly larger garden <laughs> <laughs> of the same, you know, like same yeah, clothing, yeah, 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 same yeah, you know, yeah. kind of look, and yeah. so like it appears as if the garden gnome is <laughs> growing bigger. over time. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, the tomato, which had become amusing as an anecdote among ISS crew members, was initially brought to public attention by Rubio in September. During an event he held in space. How do you, how do you hold an event in space? This was lost for eight months, this tomato? Yeah. It didn't rot? Well, again, That's they, what I'm saying. I'm like, is it still a tomato? Did it go through like a wormhole and reappear in the future? Maybe. They, they did say- Maybe it's just a different tomato and they're lying. They did say they did not specify where the tiny veggie was located on the gigantic <laughs> oh space gosh. station. In the refrigerator. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Have you looked under the couch? Do they even have a couch? Uh, so it was, uh, initially brought to public attention by Rubio in September during an event he held in space. The occasion marked an unexpected record setting year in orbit for the American astronaut. I spent so many hours looking for that thing. Rubio said at the time, 
I'm sure the desiccated tomato will show up at some point and vindicate me years in the future. It's like I just predicted the future. Yeah. Except I predicted what happened to the tomato, that it went through some sort of a wormhole. A, a time warp or something. In the yeah. Future. yeah. Maybe that's why they didn't specify. He then mentioned classified. It, right. He then <laughs> classified. We found the tomato classified. <laughs> I spent so many. Uh, he then mentioned it again after his return to Earth, telling journalists in October he spent 18 to 20 hours of his time looking for the fruit, but it never showed up. Uh, Frank Rubio, a lieutenant in the a lieutenant colonel Ooh. in the U.S. Army, had accidentally set a new record for the longest U.S. space flight. He spent 371 days in orbit. Uh, blah blah blah. So anyway, I mean. Thank God they found that tomato. What would they have done had they not found the tomato ever? 603-283-6160. Final segment of Free Talk Live still to come. I, I really they? hate I really hate remakes though. Like, they get me too. too, too it's like, come on, man. I'm, I'm so tired Just of it's do like the regular one. It's like do you, like I realize that there was like I don't know some sort of a actors writers I don't know what it was some something going on in Hollywood that stopped production of yes. everything for whatever reason because we we make too much money we got to stop I don't know um, but like oh my gosh man there are so many writers on planet Earth yeah you can't so many, you guys can't come up with any new material there are so many like. Or at least, at the very least, go dig into the like uh, the mostly unknown bin of movies that were made, you know, in a time where they should have waited for tech. Yeah, you know what right, I mean. Right. Yes, uh, like some sci-fi stuff where yeah. it's like guys really didn't have yeah. the special effects to be able to, you yeah. know, pull this one off. I have but- a specific movie in mind. I've mentioned this before. Uh, it is a post-apocalypse movie starring uh, George Papard and Jan Michael Vincent. Those of you who don't know, George Pappard played Hannibal Smith in the A-Team in the 80s. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, Jan Michael Vincent was the lead actor in Airwolf, also in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So, at any rate, and they did stuff before that, right? They were actors oh, before yeah. that. They did a whole bunch of acting. And so they were stars at the time. So, anyway, uh, the movie is called Damnation Alley. And, yeah, it, it spot on hits those points, right? Like... They're trying to fight giant radiated mutated cockroaches, right? Yeah. So basically, they filmed some cockroaches and then poorly, <laughs> poorly, it's you know, edited them up. into yes, the. Yes, I love and that. And it's 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 you watch it now and it's laughably horrible. Right? <laughs> yeah. But they did have some cool things. They had uh, they found uh, these amphibious uh, military vehicles that instead of having one wheel, it had a. Uh, three wheels in sort of a triangle thing and so if like one of the tires blew out the thing would just flip over and move to the next tire 
hmm. or, or the next wheel, I guess, because yeah, yeah. of a fully functional wheel. Uh, but also, it could go in water. It was amphibious, so right. that was pretty cool. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff in there that I can't remember, but like that's something you know, that should be go reading. reach into the like m- nobody's ever heard of this film because it was so horrible that it flopped at the box office and like do it some justice, right? There's plenty yeah. of really good stories out there that yes. that got poorly made. Like instead of remaking something like classics like, too, I, you know I what know, I mean? Like you can't remake a classic. It's just kind of like right. ugh. Could they I, remake the Blues Brothers? Well, you know they that's made a, a second one and that didn't, well yeah, that that so. wasn't a remake. Well, okay, or like Animal still, House or Caddyshack. Can you get any no, of those original? No, because those are classics. I don't want those remade. I want like obscure titles. Yeah. Crap yeah. that nobody's ever heard. Oh, did you know that this movie was originally made in, yeah. you know, 1974 or right. whatever? And it totally flopped at the box office. It yeah. never went to DVD. Well, a, lot of, a lot of times, like that, yeah. like, if you but hear it's a, a good story. Right. If right? you hear a song, though, I, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but it's like, oh, I love that song. But it was a remake of something in the 50s or whatever. Well, and they used to do that a lot. Like a bunch of the Beatles, like their their like first couple of albums were all covers. And that was kind of, you know, there wasn't too much new material going on in the 50s and the 60s. It was like, oh, okay, it's like, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think. Musically, they call it a cover. Connie Francis. It's like. Every single song she ever did was a cover. Like, I don't even know if she has any original music, you know? Yeah. Uh, before we go on, I do want to say thank you to tonight's amplifier. Tonight's amplifier is Gnostic Wretch. Gnostic Wretch gives us uh, $5 per month via the AMPS program. What is the AMPS program, you might ask? Tell us, Captain. I will. Uh, you can go visit amps.freetalklive.com to find out all of the details. Uh, it's a Patreon type of setup. Uh, and we only ask for five bucks a month. There's different levels. There's a silver and gold and platinum levels, whatever, mm. depending on how much you want to give. But it, it allows you to donate some money to help get this radio station onto more, or this radio program, onto more radio stations. We're currently on, uh, I think, 180, 200 stations is what Mark said. Uh, we could be on 250. We've got to nail that number, that number down. 350. Uh, I think we only get to find out like once a year. Or something. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah. That uh, sounds strange. I, I know, mm-hmm. but it, I've I don't know how to do it. Otherwise, I would, and you would know. Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, Mark, if you're listening, figure that out. Uh, <laughs> we need that number. Uh, but we could be on way more radio stations. So, if you enjoy this program, the hosts, the co-hosts, the callers. Uh, the perspective of freedom, prosperity, peace, non-aggression that we bring to the airwaves. Uh, you think that the message of freedom is worthy uh, of spreading to more people. Please consider becoming an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, Gnostic Wretch. We appreciate you. Amps.freetalklive.com. All right, so I think because it's Sunday... We're just going to go with this from Vice. Is that still a thing? Vice? I thought they were... Vice.com? Yeah. yeah Let's see when was this? December bankrupt. 12, 2023? Wow. A man escaped prison after botched penis enlargement. <laughs> oh, was... that happened to me. A man escaped... <laughs> Did the penis enlargement... I have so many help, questions help that I... Get out of prison? Immediately, I'm like, I, wait, can I say that on the radio? <laughs> Probably not. So I'm not going to. Maybe was, the other prisoners were complaining. It was that he had a penis enlarged. <laughs> I don't know. It was almost the perfect plan, minus the agonizing pain part. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, it was almost the perfect plan. Thanapat Mayad, age 37, 
was serving a sentence for theft in a prison in the city of Pattaya, Thailand. Oh. When he started feeling pain in his private parts, according to the Thai newspaper, the Bangkok Post. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. Not a typo. Before being put in prison, Mayad underwent a series of injections to enlarge his penis. But last week, Mayad was admitted to a local hospital after his genitals became severely infected. At some point while in the hospital, Mayad came up with the plan to escape. He called his wife, who allegedly then smuggled in a pair of pliers. For what? Oh, no, Oh, for, no. to pick the lock on his, or for what? Oh, no. On Friday, Mayad <laughs> no. underwent surgery to deal with his Ouch. infected genitals. Then hours later, escaped. And here's where the the pliers come in. Mayad allegedly <laughs> used the pliers. <laughs> A drum roll, please. <laughs> to Four. cut through his ankle chains at around 2 a.m. Oh, okay. Oh. Video later published online showed a hunched over Mayad limping towards a nearby elevator. So they don't have guards? Yeah. They're just, this dude's well, just like chilling in the <laughs> hospital room alone? Why, why was he limping? Because of the, the cutting the chain or because of the infected junk? I, I'm going to go with E, all of the above. <laughs> yes. E, all of the above. When hospital officials noticed that he was gone from his seventh floor room, authorities. Oh, no, the authorities. Steve's favorite word. Yeah. Oh, officials are my that's Oh, my sorry. Word. My bad. Uh, authorities immediately began hunting for him. Ooh. <laughs> Did they get a hunting license? <laughs> do you have a license? Sorry, do you have a license to hunt this man? They focused their search on the surrounding buildings and words, reportedly believing he couldn't have gotten far because he still had a urine tube inserted in his genitals. Ouch. I mean, I'm- Well, I mean, he had the pliers. He could probably pull right out. Ooh. <laughs> I've seen that before, and it is a mess. Oh God! Got to hurt. Hopefully, he's got something to bite down on, so it doesn't, you know. It's just take the saline out. Just, off. just take it out the right way, please. Oh no! Prison <laughs> officials. Oh, oh, there they are. Oh, the officials. No, not the officials. <laughs> the officials. Prison officials announced his capture on Sunday, about twenty-eight hours later, on the roof of a nearby building. What? What is? What is up with this guy? I'll hide on the roof. <laughs> Maybe if I get some altitude, yeah, uh, the blood like, will, I don't know. Like, uh, chill out, Batman. <laughs> Mayad reportedly told police that after fleeing the hospital, he ran into the nearby forest and threw the pliers away. Oh, good. Oh, See, the problem there is he talked to the police, told them what he did. He then climbed a nearby power pole onto the roof of oh. the hospital psychiatry ward. Wow. Roughly, roughly only 70 feet from where he had escaped. I feel like he could have done better. I feel like he really could have. So he got He he would have been better in the forest. He got out. He used the pliers to break the chains on his his ankles. Don't be breaking the chair now, Nikki. Uh, He used the the, the pliers to break the chains on his ankles. He ran into the nearby forest. He chucked the pliers and then went. I bet 70 feet back. You know what? I got to climb. Onto the roof of a building. I got to climb this power pole onto this roof of a building that's about 70 feet away from where Those I Those pain meds, though, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was. <laughs> and where's his wife? Didn't his wife come to pick him up? She wasn't going to, like, give him a ride gave, or something? She gave him the pliers and then up. Oh, she's out of there. Yeah, she just, came, <laughs> here's, here's she just came to bring the pliers and then dipped out. Maybe she was, I don't know, getaway or something? Yeah. I, I don't know. 
She like, wasn't impressed with the results of the surgery, so she was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> she was like, I wanted it bigger, but this yeah. is ridiculous. This is, I can't look at that. <laughs> it's infected. <laughs> he then climbed the nearby power pole onto the roof of the hospital psychiatry ward, roughly 70 feet from where he escaped. He stayed there. Hiding under a black bag, reportedly in agonizing pain. Uh, yeah. Until he was discovered. I wonder how they discovered it. Like, like it's why did screaming. he climb the pole? These yeah. guys went on a hunt. Like, you know, out of I, everything. I mean, maybe he thought it would be a good hiding spot. But mm-hmm. if I'm like post op with an infected, you know, <laughs> piece of junk. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> catheters in and everything. He has like a pee bag. It's like why are like, that just seems like quite oh. the endeavor. Like, I wouldn't be able to do that, like, normally, never mind in that condition. This I sounds mean. like a job for junk removal service. <laughs> 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 1-800-GOT-JUNK. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, there's, I have so many questions. So he's back now, in jail? Maybe he thought that, like, the best hiding spot where they wouldn't look for him would be the hospital he just escaped from, right? Yeah, right, he's why, like, no yeah. one would ever be dumb enough to hide <laughs> from seventy feet. Hide, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he tried to get back into the hospital to hide maybe. there, or maybe, or he maybe was, he was like, I need medical attention. <laughs> he was in so much pain. Um, yeah, he should have. I don't know. Before his capture, his wife reportedly admitted to smuggling in the pliers, and told authorities that he escaped because. He missed his family. Yeah, oh, sounds nice. I mean, anybody, too bad your wife is a snitch. Like, oh my gosh! Anybody in any kind of prison, jail, whatever you want to call it, and misses I realized, their family. I realized this was a hospital, but he was still under arrest, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he still chained to a bed. Yeah, had his ankles, you know, chained up or yeah. whatever. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, his wife is a snitch. Apparently, uh, she admitted to smuggling the players. Because of the botched surgery. That's why she's a yeah. snitch. Mayad still had 13 months remaining on his sentence, but... Now he has way more. <laughs> now he has way more. With new charges related to the escape, he could face an additional three years behind bars. That sucks. Uh, according to the Bangkok Post. <laughs> yeah. I If I was him, I would like try to... Not like you can't really plead insanity, I guess, but be like, oh, I was all hopped up on these pain meds. It wasn't my fault. His wife was also charged with aiding his escape and could face up to five years for her Whoa. role. What? Wow. She's going to face for more a than pair him? Of pliers. Yeah. That's wild. This is why you don't talk to the cops. Well, and now he's probably going, yeah, that's right, snitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. He's probably like, sweet, I get out. She's nowhere to be found. <laughs> Woo, freedom. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. This is a crazy story. That's it. That's the whole story. I just, wow. like... So what's the moral to the story? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, don't stay in the forest. Don't let your wife smuggle you pliers in yeah. the prison hospital. Was it the prison hospital or was it just a hospital? Probably just a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Awesome. What else do we have, Steve? Nikki? <sighs> How about uh, oh the Tesla? How about Tesla recalls nearly all U.S. vehicles over autopilot system defects? <laughs> I love this one. Yeah. No, I I don't love it, but it's a good told you so moment for me because I've been saying this is going to happen. <laughs> I just like being I, right, you know. Sorry, sorry to everyone who was harmed <laughs> by me being right, but I tried to warn you. Uh, I actually don't like the fact, uh, like when I'm right and it comes true. 
uh, especially if it's horrific. Uh, it's not a thing that I, you know, I don't want to be right about the state is evil. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be it's right true. about uh, the largest polluter on planet Earth is organizations calling themselves governments. I don't want to be right about the number one cause of death of all humans of all time is government. <laughs> you know, by orders of magnitude, like nothing else kills more people than government. I, I don't want to be right about any yeah. of that. But you're right. But but I am. You can look it up for yourself. You have a magic rectangle. If you don't, go get one. If you don't want one, then borrow somebody's. Look it up. It's not that or just to go to the library. Yeah. Get a flip, I'm sure there's get books a written phone. on it. Whatever. Just go read that full version of Spooner's yeah, Constitution. No authority. There you go. Uh, this from at my oh, it's it's uh, Mr. Zira. Oh, uh, his Al? middle initial is J, and his first name is Al. Al J Zira. Yep, you can call me Al. You can call me Al. Tesla is recalling more than two million cars in the United States. I mean, if they've got uh, autopilot, can't Tesla just be like? We'll turn hey, it off uh, or we're updating it. Come well, back to the dealership. But right? that's right. the part that's messed up. <laughs> well, what are they going to? Isn't it just a software update? Yeah, you'd think I would. You would think it'd be a computer thing. They right? download the software, yeah. plug the internet into it. Yeah. Bob's your uncle. Uh, more than two million cars are being recalled by Tesla in the U.S. Nearly all of its vehicles sold there after a federal regulator said defects with the autopilot system pose a safety hazard. What the defect were. Yeah, uh, the government doesn't have a back door to get into it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it that's is. That's what they need. Yeah. In a recall filing on Wednesday, the carmaker said autopilot software system controls may not be sufficient to prevent driver misuse. Mm. And we what need a kill switch. Mean? How do you misuse autopilots? Yeah. Automated technology holds great promise for improving safety, but only when it is deployed responsibly, said spokesperson. A spokesperson for the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Oh, an, an official. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, the NISTA. NHTSA. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with New Hampshire Transportation. Oh, well. Anyway. Uh, which has been, been investigating the autopilot function for more than two years. It took them two years to figure out why there's a problem. It, why would it? Why would you? Like, if there's a problem. Don't you know immediately? Well, why would you even allow the cars to be sold? Because, I mean, they're in a position to disallow things as a government, right? Mm. So, uh, this makes no sense to me at all. Uh, Where did I leave off? There it is, uh, the autopunction, more than two years. Today's action is an example of improving automated systems by prioritizing safety. The recall covers models Y, S, 3, and X. Isn't that like all of them besides the Cybertruck? Produced between October fifth, <laughs> <available. laughs> October fifth, twenty twelve, and December seventh, twenty twenty three. Speaking before the House of Representatives Wednesday, acting NHTSA, NHTSA administrator Ann Carlson, acting acting administrator. That means uh, you know she wasn't acting. good enough for. No, it's like a, a real like a play, one, you yeah. know. Yeah, we're just acting genius. Thank you. Uh, said she was happy Tesla had agreed to a recall. Oh, I didn't realize they had a choice. <laughs> Usually when the government gets involved, you ain't got no choice. Right. Yeah. They do this or else. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I don't do. think they did. I think she just, that's the nice way to say it. Yeah. It's like gun gun to your head. You have a choice. Either mm-hmm. you do this or We're I happy that you, you agreed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Glad we could you, come to an agreement. You did the right thing. 
She said the agency first started investigating Tesla's autopilot function in August 2021 after hearing about several fatal crashes that occurred when autopilot was on. So I'm glad uh, they were got right on this, you know, yes. took care of this Speedy. issue right away. Immediately. Years later, yes. Uh, nothing's as fast as the government. Well, we just had to, uh, uh, you to know, uh, ask the committee and then the committee for that committee. Subcommittee. And then, you know, yeah, the subcommittee. You know who will take care of things fast? Not the government. Not the government. (laughs) One of the things we determined is that drivers are not always paying attention when that system is on. Yeah, that's kind of the. Well, that's autopilot. Yeah. Yeah, that's the point. Duh! It took them uh, how much money did it take them to figure that out? Are you sure this isn't (laughs) EBCAC error between keyboard and chair? Or I guess in in this case, it's error between steering wheel and chair. Mm -hmm. EBSAC. Documents posted on Wednesday by the agency said the current autopilot design can lead to foreseeable misuse of the system. Okay, so hang on. <laughs> Having done software QA uh, for a period of time, I did uh, what's called user perspective QA, so not automation, uh, actual in-field testing of devices and software and apps and websites. Um, the first thing that you're trained to do is to try and break it. Yeah. Right. And so that means misusing it. Yeah. Now, people sort of have a knack for doing this, right? Whenever some new thing gets invented, there's always some person out there, some creative type, some something, right, who thinks differently than the rest of planet Earth. And is like, you know what I could use this for? (laughs) Yes. It's something something no one else ever predicted. Right. Yeah. That's what's happening here. But it sounds like with that, it's the, the misuse is just not paying attention. I don't know. So... Uh, it says it can lead to foreseeable misuse of the system and that changes to be instituted will further encourage the driver to adhere to their continuous driving responsibility. Well, wait so a basically you can switch autopilot off and just drive. Wait a minute. That'll solve yeah. the problem. Wait a minute. Yeah. What's the point of autopilot <laughs> right. if you have continuous driving responsibility? <laughs> yeah. Some experts have raised questions like we have. Not that we're experts. Over whether such steps go far enough. Whoa. The compromise is disappointing, said Phil Koopman, a professor of electrical and computer engineering at Carnegie Mellon University, who studies autonomous vehicle safety, told the Associated Press, because it does not fix the problem that older cars do not have adequate hardware for driver monitoring. And they also don't have autopilot capabilities. So how is this relevant? Driverless cars, exalted by supporters as exciting technological advancements, have faced a series of setbacks in recent months. Uh, and this is just trying to, you know, relate it to something else. In October, California suspended testing of the self-driving car firm Cruise after California's Department of Motor Vehicles raised questions about safety concerns. I think there was uh, some self-driving cars in San Francisco. That yeah, they, were, they testing, were using it for like Uber or something. And people just put a, a cone out in front of the car. He <laughs> didn't know what to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's great. Just go go against what they're. What oh, they're and there doing. was some kind of a hack for parallel parking too in those cars. I don't remember what it was, but it was similar uh, to that. Oh, I think. What do you mean by that? Like, because I would think. <laughs> isn't that a big big feature that they would use? Many people are uh, horrible at parallel parking, right? 
Oh, many people. I yeah. thought you said many people, and I was like trying to like my brain is like doing the numbers yeah, thing. You know, like, like are short people bad at driving or something? Or are they driving a mini? Yeah, like a mini Cooper. <laughs> yeah. They they have trouble parking. So yes, but that was a huge feature with the Teslas is people don't know how to parallel park because yeah. Yeah. Of reasons. Right, we're speeding towards uh, idiocracy. Uh, so yeah. uh, somewhat related, and we're running short on time. You guys are familiar or have heard about this uh, this movie produced by the Obamas? No. Oh, I saw it. I saw it, too. What is yeah. it? Yeah. Do you remember the name? End the World, Leave the World Behind? Le- leave the World Behind, right, yeah. So Touch No uh, Child's Behind? Uh, well, <laughs> that's what it should have been called. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly, leave if it the was world made behind. By, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, at any rate, in the movie, uh, and this is a spoiler, Nikki. So, if you oh, the, oh, this care. has to deal you with the Tesla. Yes, yeah. In Go the movie, right ahead. I'm never gonna in watch the movie, it. They, they, they like they're meandering down this road to try and like see if they can, you know, get on down the road. They're in a sort of a remote area, and so uh, they, 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 they get in a car and they drive, and they see a whole bunch of what I assume are supposed to be Teslas. They were Teslas, uh, uh, sort of parked on the freeway. Right, blocking, oh, I think I saw blocking, the you know, any any yeah. uh, traffic from going by, yeah, and I've so they're standing picture. there and they're looking at it weird, and like a couple of them look like they've they've crashed into yeah, each yeah, other yeah. and that I've kind of thing. Photo. And then uh, all of a sudden they hear a thing, and the guy's like, "Oh gosh, I know what this is," and he yells to the lady, hey, "Get out of the way, go!" And she jumps in the car and sort of maneuvers out of the way. Here comes another Tesla, boom, and slams in it. So they were remote piloting these things to create traffic jams artificially. Oh. We're out of time. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Steve Classic, for joining me tonight. Thank you to our producers. Thank you to our callers, our listeners. If you missed any part of tonight's program, please find the archives over at freetalklive.com. Thanks and peace. This is Mark Edge with Free Talk Live. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com is one of the best real estate agents I've ever worked with. I've been through about two dozen real estate transactions in my life, and I feel like I know what I'm doing, but there's always the things that you don't know that you don't know. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com found a problem with the house that I was buying that ultimately saved me $65,000. He's a consummate professional, holds his people to his own high standards, and I would unequivocally recommend him for any real estate purchase in New Hampshire. Don't sell yourself short. Contact PorcupineRealEstate.com.